Marcash with them, bloody Brian Bradshaw here for a special edition of the Nitrogen Podcast this Halloween's Eve. How are you, my friend? <laughs> that's not an evil laugh, that's a genuine belly, uh, belly chuckle from me, though, because uh, I did not expect that at all. <laughs> um, it's been a while since we recorded. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Uh, I've had a birthday, um, yeah, there's not really a lot going on, we've just been really fucking busy. That is pretty much it, and today this selection is uh, yours, this was recommended, uh, well, you, well, actually, we'll go into detail about it, uh, a little bit later on about that, but basically what we're going to do is it's a complete watch along, ha- Halloween Havoc 1993, um, we're going to have a lot of fun with this, there's some really, really good matches that I'm not going to spoil at this moment in time, we'll do it as we're going along, and we'll probably just shoot the shit. Uh, as we always do with these watch-alongs. So if you guys would like to join us, just fire up your WWE Network, go to WCW, go to WCW pay-per-views and look for Halloween Havoc 1993 and join us. Of course, it would be remiss for us not to mention uh, the sad passing of Tracy Smothers this week, who was a former WCW Tag Team Champion. And they had a a long feud with the fabulous Freebirds, who were obviously Michael Hayes and uh, Jimmy Garvin at that time. And I think his his last appearance was around <clears throat> around 1992 in, in uh, a clash of the champions. I do I do remember him being in uh, in TNA for a little while. Uh, obviously, everybody's going to remember him from uh, Extreme Championship Wrestling when he was part of the Full Blood Italians, who were just fucking really really fucking good, really entertaining. What about you, Brian? Have you got have you got any uh, memories of Tracy Smothers? Unfortunately not. Um, my my knowledge of Tracy Smothers is just he was a journeyman wrestler. I know him mainly from ECW, just from stories mainly. Um, my my real memory of him is like hearing the name Tracy Smothers and think that that's a fucking good wrestling name. It it, it actually just sounds like he's like a murderer in that kind of kind of sense. He smothers people. Like that. That's how I've always um, always really felt about him. Never really. Felt like I've really needed to go out my way to actually see him. Probably really should, to be honest with you. But I, I was never really a fan of ECW or this style particularly. I'm not really a deathmatch person or like that. So, or, or hardcore wrestling as it is. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't really know much about him. Um, I did actually come across a tweet by indie wrestler Effie. Everyone knows Effie. Um, he had this story to say about. Tracy, um, one time Tracy Smothers was doing tricep dips on a chair at a show in Alabama and it collapsed and he threw the chair and said something about the chair not being a worker and stomped off. Which is just <laughs> like, that is just a perfect wrestler story for me. Um, yeah. it is. <laughs> it is. I love it. it and uh, honestly, shit like that, like, if, even if you don't know the wrestler, you don't know the person, you've never really been exposed to him. It gives you a little insight as to who they are, really, as a person, as a wrestler, you know. And uh, I can't help but smile when I read shit like that. And uh, I, I did get a genuine chuckle. Uh, yeah, I, I will take some time to go and look back at 
some of his work and gets annoying as the actual wrestler, the performer that people are seeming to revere, I suppose, is the correct term. And, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's just sad another wrestling death. We've had quite a few this year. It's, and uh, I've I nothing really more to add. It, it is, it's just really sad. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, I, I'm with you on this. He's not one that I've seen much of. I did see him at the, um, what is it uh, the Hardcore Justice? That's the one that TNA put on. I know he, he performed at that. Um, I think he was at One Night Stand as well. I think I vaguely remember him. I think it was Blue Meanie that he might have wrestled there. Um, but yeah, I've not seen much of him. But we used to play Promotion Wars years and years ago on the old PC, and Tracy Smothers was one of those talents that you didn't have to pay much for, and if you got the other members of the FBI, they usually did fairly well in, in ratings for that game when you were building a company up or whatever. So he's a name that I've heard of for years and years and years. It's just I, I've not seen him properly uh, performing and playing his trait. But uh, a name all the same. All, all of wrestling is in mourning at this moment in time and, and we do send our condolences to his friends and family. Uh, as part of the wrestling community that is uh, mourning the passing of another, as you said, another wrestling name that's just, it's like a never-ending list of names that just, you know, the man upstairs just keeps checking off. Um, We don't want any more in 2020. 2020 has been bad enough to us. So how about we just uh, give it a rest and no more. (laughs) That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll get into the uh, we'll go into the uh, watch along now into the pay per view, uh, and just just do a countdown as well. You can you can count this one down if you want. Yeah. Three, two, one. Oh, cheesy. I got more indistinct than you did. <laughs> I'll tell you something that we need to do. We really need to have an indistinct counter on these things. <laughs> yeah, you could, could make a shot game out of it, couldn't you? Yeah. Nineteen ninety one, and it's like two thousand two thousand and twenty one. <laughs> you just need fucking what's his face with the mask on. That could be you. It's nineteen ninety three, isn't it? It is nineteen ninety three. Sorry, I was thinking about that one. I was talking Whoa! About I, I, fucking hell! I thought we were watching the wrong one. Then <laughs> they're really going out their way to make this house look really spooky, but it, it's just an average house, like you know the proper. Uh, American home with the with the uh, panel panel walls and all that. I don't yeah. know what they call that pan uh, that panel sides. That's what they call them. Uh, sides. Uh, something like that. Anyways, yeah. Um, it, it's just very basic, but they just put a really spooky gate on the front of it. Yeah. Uh. So. 
uh, obviously you've explained this to me already, but what, what made you want to watch this one? Cactus Jack versus Vader in the Texas death match. Or is it Texas Chainsaw death match or something like that? Oh, fucking hell, it's Tony. Oh! WWE Network just gave me a fucking advert. What the fuck's all that about? Um, have you got a time code? I do. Two minutes, 24. Right, no worries. Motherfucker. Ruthless aggression or something. It fucking just advertised to me. What the fuck? Are you around 2.55? 2.24. Oh, right, okay. Right, sorted. Right, three, two, one. Awesome. It's my wife. She's baking cookies. Would you kids like some? Fucking hell, they really made Tony look creepy here. Have a bite of her cookies. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) This is well weird. Yeah, this isn't creepy. This is fucking... Well, it's creepy in, in the complete wrong context. I'll show you something scary. Tony, no, no, no. I don't want to think shit like that, dude. <laughs> Creepy bastard. <laughs> and he's disappeared. And everyone thought seven was the most creepy thing WCW did. I'm really expecting Tony Schiavone to drop the gimmick immediately here and they say, all right, all right, I'm not doing this gimmick. You know, I I left the WWF because they didn't treat me right. <laughs> so they, when, were, they, when were you in the WWF? Um, I think like 89, 90, something like that. It, it was very brief. Yeah. He's pulling his fucking face off. Jesus Christ, fucking hell. Hang on a minute. So they've got the decent prosthetics here to fucking do that sort of stuff, but then we get stuff like the Yeti. I know. That was creepy. For all the wrong reasons. WCW, what the fuck were you thinking? Yes, that that was weird. And it's not Jim Ross here, it's fucking Eric, Eric Bischoff. Oh, that's and obviously, it won't be Tony Schiavone because he's turned into a werewolf. Oh, God, Eric. What the fuck? Oh, it's Jesse the Body Ventura on commentary then. Oh, I like how he's wearing a bald cap. <laughs> At this point, he had very little hair on the top of his head. Well, 
that's Tony Schiavone on the left. Oh, that's, oh, that's Tony Schiavone. Fucking hell. Fuck. <laughs> so he's basically dressed as Jesse Ventura. Okay, yeah. very clever. Very clever. <laughs> I was so confused then. Well, they are having a lot of fun with this one already, aren't they? Fucking hell. They have no idea what the match will be, even though it's all predetermined. Ha, ha, ha. But, no, we're going to stick to the Halloween gimmick. Speaking of Halloween, uh, my friend Mark has passed me a Top Rope Halloween Havoc Halloween Stout. Mm. Um, This is going to be a recurring segment. Uh, I am going to order some of... uh, Are they from Liverpool, Top Rope Brewery, by the way? Uh, I think it's kind of. Yeah, kind of, Moody's yeah. side. It's more North Wales, I think. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I am going to be ordering some more beers from them. Uh, they're not endorsing this, they're not sponsoring this yet. Here's hoping. <laughs> but here's the very first test test. Not a stout person, so if a wretch, don't take it personally, Mike. Uh, Mark. Mike. <laughs> Mike, thanks a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we've had a rough day trying to get this up and, go- uh, up and going, haven't we? So... Yeah, we're, we're running an hour behind, which has made it more and more acceptable for Brian to crack open a beer and uh, give us a taste test. Yeah, no shit. I'm actually smelling it. It's got a very treacly smell to it. This can is absolutely filled to the brim as well. It's just gone all over the top of my desk. <laughs> oh, dear. So I need to get some tissue and clean that up. That's what she said. <laughs> That is not as strong as what I thought it would be. Oh, the shopmaster's here. Oh, fucking hell. He's got an eye dot on. That's not a bad tasting stout. Oh, good. Glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's not strong. So they said it was a, a it was a, sp- a slightly spicy Halloween yeah. stout that wasn't pumpkin. Yeah, it's like treacle. Yeah. It's got a very treacly colour to it. I mean, it's a stout, so it's going to do anyway, but... Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Excellent stuff. There's a very big kick at the back of your throat as well. Yeah. I feel like I'm having a fight with Goldberg. (laughs) I am not sorry, Bret Hart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tony Schiavone's just said, oh, you think I look like you. <laughs> so, I've seen on the subtitles some guy called Ice Train. I'm guessing it's this guy here. Yeah, this is uh, Ice Train. and um, He's a burly motherfucker. We're, we're about to see him. Uh, re-enter WCW in the natural timeline on the next episode of the podcast as well. Well, he's the kind of horse that I like, you know, the he's build. fucking huge, yeah. Yeah. Huge. He's, he's, I think he was in WCW for all of his career. His career was um, probably about 20 years, something like that. Uh, and he spent a brief, a brief time 
away from WCW maybe a year or a couple of years in uh, a, a, a company I'd never even heard of. Well, I just said, uh, saw on the subtitles, Call of Harlem Heat. Call spelt with a K. So I'm, I'm assuming that they haven't really given the Stevie Ray Booker T names yet. Right. I know, I know they didn't start out as that, so I'm guessing it's, uh, Booker T is Cole. Yep, it is. And Kane. F- Whoa, Kane. That's interesting. <laughs> Do WCW have a lawsuit against WWE here? I mean, I'm not saying they actually t- uh, took w- uh, WWE's court. I'm just asking, would they have had a right to claim that they stole a gimmick because we do have a guy called Kane and he's wearing a black and red flame suit. Yeah. Hmm. Get Detective Eric Bischoff on the case. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a fucking sheriff in this one. <laughs> so, yeah, so Ice Train... Um, Came into WCW in July of 1993, so he's only been in the company for three months. Um, there's absolutely nothing prior to that, so I don't know if he's been training or what. And then he went to Catch Wrestling Association, which I'd never heard of, between 94 and 96. And then in 1996, he returned to um, be on the Nitros that we'll be covering in the very near future. It's hard to, it's hard to sort of, what I wanted to do at the beginning of this was sort of uh, summarise what was happening in WCW at this time, but because there wasn't that much on TV and there wasn't like a massive amount of storyline basis and it was mainly just wrestling... It's very difficult to to sort of paint a picture of where these guys were in the company, right? You had champions and stuff like that, but the storylines weren't they weren't really there. They had they had Worldwide as a TV show, but I don't think Worldwide Worldwide was just WCW. I think it was a few other territories as well before they all sort of broke off and and did their own thing. I am having a hard time figuring out who is who here. Obviously, I know Colin Kane, and I'll figure out who Ice Train is. And obviously, this guy is the Shopmaster. Uh, shop uh, Look at the size of his arms. I don't know why he's dressed like a lumberjack now, though. No, I don't either. <laughs> they just <laughs> they had to carry on with the shopmaster name because they probably have a lot, had a lot of t-shirts printed or something like that. But yeah, they decided to repackage him because his first impression was the worst impression. <laughs> We're still calling the shopmaster. And this guy that's just tagged out kind of looks like Jimmy Snooker. He does a little bit, not. yeah. Spin the wheel, make the deal. So the other guy is Charlie Norris. Um, I'd be damned if I know anything about this guy. I'm going to say that name means nothing to me. Uh, Charlie Norris, it just sounds like a uh, Coronation Street character to me. 
Norris was considered to be brought in in the early in early 1991 to portray a Native American character in the World Wrestling Federation, but was instead replaced by Chris Chavis, who is also known as Tatanka. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> hey, look at that! It's Randy Anderson. Oh yeah, can't say I noticed him. Because he's up on his feet, not taking a nap. <laughs> the poor guy. I know we take a lot of we take the piss out of him quite a lot, but um, he actually he was he was battling. I think in nineteen ninety six actually, he was battling. He's actually battling cancer on that Nitro timeline. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I know he is no longer with us, so. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of like really, really hard to not give him flack for his refereeing at the same time, though. But It is. It is. If, he's all over the place. Obviously, he knows what he's doing, but he just... He's very erratic. Yeah. Oh, a bit of Richard Blood on the old fucking Halloween evening of Halloween Havoc. Later on in the uh, in the card, looks like Mister Wonderful's here as well. The crowd going wild for the Shockmaster. <laughs> Don't call me Uncle Fred. What? No idea. Oh, he lifted him up with no fucking problem. Well, to be fair, like, everything I've heard of Fred Ottman, a.k.a. the Shotmaster, he is actually a very decent wrestler. Wasn't he uh, tugboat as well? Uh, it, oh, or he actually was, might be. He looks like him, doesn't he? Except yeah. tugboat was a lot fucking fatter. Well, all, all I can say is that my, my knowledge of 80s wrestling is very minimal, to say the least. It, he does look like tugboat. Now, I remember tugboat in the uh, Gimmick Battle Royal at WrestleMania 17. And he yeah. looked fucking awesome then. Yeah. He really did. So I, I think it is the same guy. I think it is Fred Ottman. Uh, Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's yeah. good knowledge of that because I didn't even know his name. He was... Uh... I only know his name because uh, there were these um, specials on... You know, remember the old WWE 24-7? Yeah, yeah, the precursor to the WWE Network, basically. Yeah, they, they used to have like um, round tables with wrestlers and things like that, and you had uh, Dusty Rhodes, Mick Foley, um, I think Michael P.S.A.s and Gene Auckland and somebody else who just sat around the uh, round table and they were talking about the Shotmaster. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> discussing the uh, the things that happened on the tag, like the way the way. Uh, Sid tried to sell it and he did a good job of selling it to be fair he sold mm. the seriousness of it despite it all going completely wrong uh, British Bulldog saying he fell on his fucking ass. <laughs> um, but yeah when the what Dusty was talking about he was watching it with Cordy and when his mask t- uh, fell off Cordy apparently turned to uh, Dusty and said I think that's Uncle Fred <laughs> <laughs> Wow. 
It is a good segment, that, by the way. They they do, they, because it's it was one of Dusty Rhodes' creations, and he, he, he at the time, it was like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well. Have you watched um, Shotmaster again? Just wiping the floor with everybody here. Oh, I mean, you're so green. So green. Have you watched uh, any of the Table for Threes that are on network now? I've watched a few of them. Yeah. Just, I have, I, that's what I thought of when you said when you said the round table. Thing. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's very... Doing, don't they? Yeah, it's it, it's a similar similar format to that. Oh, we've got a win. Shotmaster's pinned... Is that Stevie Ray? Or Kane? Yeah, that'd be Kane. Equalizer. Yeah, I've seen quite a few of them. Um, obviously, I've seen all the Sting ones. I've watched the. Uh, there's like an NWO one in there with Nash. Is it Nash Hall and X Pac? Yeah, I haven't actually seen that one. Oh, it's it's all right. He tells a it's, Nash tells a, a long-winded story that. Actually, I bet that hurt like fuck. That's yeah. like a double knee atomic drop from the front. And then it's just a very sexual pin. Uh, very missionary. <laughs> so it means we'll be coming out in an army costume next week. <laughs> um, fucking hell, Terry Taylor. Widely known as uh, a bullshit artist and a bit of a prick, really. Yeah, uh, also a, a bit of a... He's a leaker to the old fucking Dave Meltzer sorts, isn't he? About yes. Well, according to Eric Bischoff, anyway. Yeah. I mean, you got to take got to take his word for what it is. It's like... I think... I, I'm not shitting on Bischoff here, but he does tend to, like, add a little bit of salt and pepper to things like... <laughs> Salt and pepper's putting it lightly. He adds chili flakes to that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, if he's uh, if he's if there's somebody that he doesn't like, he just he does go off on a tangent about it, doesn't he? Yeah. General Custer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terry, that was pretty good. I know we talked on my drink. <laughs> I like even back in 1993, they do go all out with the the whole the whole Halloween look. Yeah, now, it, yeah, it's not it's not what we know. Don't get me wrong, it's not what we know. What we know, and it it is pretty cheap looking. Yeah, but but it's meant to be cheesy, and it? it's meant to be something yeah. you can laugh at. Yeah, but it, it's still pretty cool. It's like, I mean, I I I fucking love the. The 99-2000 WCW sets. 98-99-2000 for Halloween Havoc. They're so fucking cool. Yeah. Obviously, 99, it were, um, Sting were world champion after um, turning on Hogan at Fall Brawl. So, and there was like, obviously, a whole smoke and he came down with the fucking big long leather jacket on and shit like that. And it just looked fucking, the aesthetic of it was just fucking superb. But then the sponsors as well. They, one year they were sponsored by Slim Jim. The next year they were sponsored by Snickers. Um, oh, look at that. Ricky Steamboat. Richard Blood. 
I don't think there's any been a point in Ricky Steamboat's wrestling career where he just doesn't look great. Even yeah. even now as like an agent, he still looks fantastic. Yeah, he's a, he's actually like a a, a really good looking bloke as well. Yeah, he, he went, like, yeah, uh, he's a hunk. Mm. He's on another one of the table for threes with Sting, Ricky Steamboat. Well, it's a real shame that his son didn't make it in uh, in wrestling because back in uh, early days NXT, he were one of the development ta- uh, talent. He were going yeah. by the name Richie Steamboat, and he he was really really good, really good, and he looked just like his dad as well. You know, the apple fe- uh, doesn't fall far from the tree, put it that way. Right. But uh, he ended up with a nasty back injury, and I think he recovered from it. I don't think he ever was officially told that you have to retire, he just disappeared. I think oh. it, I think he had that back injury and just uh, just decided it's not for me. Yeah, what a shame. But yeah, really talented lad. He was very much talented for, you know, uh, Legacy. Uh, yep. that, uh, with, uh, well, it weren't Legacy, but it was the ashes of Legacy after Legacy had finished. They were on about uh, Cody Rhodes leading his own with uh, with a few others. And, yeah, uh, Richie was one of those people that were considered for it. Right. Maybe now, he just didn't have that... You know, obviously, a lot of people feed off the energy of the crowd, don't they? And it becomes an addiction for him. Maybe he just didn't... It didn't click for him. Maybe that just weren't his deal. It, it could be, but it, he had that back injury and it was... It was reported to have been very serious, but then, yeah. you know, he just never came back from it. I'm actually looking at his uh, profile now, and God, how long was Orndorff in WCW for? Jesus Christ! Ah. Um, in 2015, uh, Ricky Steamboat said, uh, due to the injury and subsequent uh, subsequent surgery, he would be uh, unable to wrestle again. So yeah, he, oh. he, yeah, it is forced retirement. I don't think WWE ever forced him into retirement. I think it's just a case of like the uh, doctors away from WWE have told him you can't continue, and he's taken their word for it and done. Because obviously, WWE doctors will tell you something fucking different than what outside doctors tend to do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at Daniel Bryan. He was told, like, two years before he came back that he could continue wrestling, but the WWE docs were saying, not, not under no circumstances can you wrestle. Right. It's, oh, because he's protecting their own asses, aren't they? Yeah, of course, yeah. I'm the ramp. S- so I wonder who's under this mask here. Um, but also, yeah, the the ramp. So AEW have a ramp now, don't they? I was just about to say that I have never ever liked the ramp to the ring. Yeah, it, it's. I don't know what it is. Kind of like it, it's really hard to describe why I don't like it. it I, just, I, I know the aesthetic is when they're coming down; they're elevated. So the, uh, all the fans get a really good view, and it makes them look like a superstar. Um, yeah, I think that. I, well, I think that's what they're going for. Um, but to so the actual ring itself, 
I don't know, it just looks cheap to me. Yeah. I mean, for boxing, it'd work fine. But for wrestling, there's no better aesthetic than, say, somebody's running out to interfere okay. than running under the bottom rope. But what Steamboat uh, did there, he actually used the ramp to his advantage and did a did a suicide dive back into the ring. That was yeah. pretty cool. I mean, yeah. for for that, you know, we we found one one positive thing for it. But other than that, it just looks cheap, especially yeah. when it's blue like this. I think if it were black, it'd probably look a lot better. Mm. I, I just mean with this ring, because this ring's blue as well. I think if it were black, it it wouldn't look it wouldn't look as visible. Yeah, it'd blend away, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that were a cool move. It looked like a spinning arm drag type maneuver, weren't it? Yeah, it were. Nick Patrick, the referee, with um, uniform shoes on. <laughs> what the fuck? How's the, how the fuck's he got away with wearing them? There's actually a, a referee in New Japan Pro Wrestling that is is only known as Red Shoes because he wears red shoes in the ring. <laughs> I remember back in uh, back in I think it like 2013 uh, time TNA when they when they uh, did all the rebrand and they were just known as Impact Wrestling back then TNA Impact Wrestling and it were all yeah. blue and all that there were some referees that were uh, black shoes with blue bottoms on them they look fucking weird. <laughs> So this one's in Lakefront Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana, and is a 6,000 sellout, apparently, for this one. And in 1993, that's not too bad for WCW. No, not at all. Though they were losing money hand over fist. You think he's calling it Paula to his face? <laughs> the assassin. The assassin. The assassin. The assassin. The assassin. The assassins. Uh, they were. In a, they were in a tag team, weren't they? On yeah, Nitro they were. Not too long ago. Yeah. Yes. So that's apparently that's one of them at, at ringside. Though that one at ringside looks a lot older and a lot bigger. And it's just called the assassin. Yeah. It's no wonder we got confused who was who. <laughs> they may as well come out with fucking question marks on the front of the tops. Well, that'll be Rey Mysterio Jr.'s gimmick. Yeah, exactly. In a, in a few months. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I dug that outfit. I fucking loved it. Oh, it's not disqualification because he went under the rope but not over the rope. In 1993... It was over the rope and you're out. Yeah, there's absolutely no way that assassin was on Nitro a few weeks ago. No, he's packed well into that mask. Yeah. 
just to clarify what he looks like in that mask, imagine you have a yellow sock and you put a basketball in it. <laughs> it's pretty much like that, isn't it? <laughs> that mask does not fit him. His, his no. fucking neck is squished underneath it. That can't be comfortable. No, I, I don't know uh, much about this this uh, character, but what I am going to say is I'm going to... I'm going to bet that the original assassin failed to show up for work. They found a mask and they went, right, you just put this on and just go out to ringside. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, that's not fucking Vader, is it? Like, they just give him another job for the night. Uh, well, I mean, looking at his nose, it, it can't be, but he's got a similar ah. kind of fucking build. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Maybe it's Fred Ottman again. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Quit changing the bag. He just gets into a phone booth, just rips his shirt <laughs> off, just peels his face off and there's a mask. Hey, that's a, pro- that's a proper Halloween gimmick, isn't it? You just peel your face off like fucking Tony Schiavone did. And he's uh, just, <laughs> just a luchador beneath it. I say a luchador like he's going to do any fucking lucha skills. He clearly isn't. No. I actually watched a bit of AEW this week. I have not um, watched AEW in months. It was uh, Tony Schiavone and Britt Baker in um, getting a massage and stuff like that. Uh, oh no, they were they were getting a facial, like a, a a deep cleansing facial or something like that. And and Britt Baker sort of turns around and says, "Oh my God, you're naked!" And he's like, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> I, I actually did see a clip of him getting a wax. Yeah, that it, that were the next segment. Yeah, yeah, it were a parody of Forty Year Old Virgin. That. <laughs> and he's got a uh, he's got his ear pierced as well. Uh, that's that's because of fucking Conrad Thompson and the bloody podcast that. Because they do that Tony Reed's rap, don't they? Oh fucking hell! Really? <laughs> well, they stopped. I think they stopped doing it now. I I haven't listened to it for a while, um, but I think they stopped doing it. I think it's like Tony Reed's country now or something. Yeah, like Tony Reed's rap, so he goes and gets his fucking ear piercing. Yeah, like he's a proper, like he proper loves like hip hop music and shit like that. So yeah, but now he looks like a fucking member of Wham, not fucking <laughs> Public Enemy. <laughs> Get twenty twenty Tony Schiavone with Marcus Bagwell. From fucking 1996, and yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Completely glossing over this match. <laughs> it's fucking Mr. Wonderful, for fuck's sake. To be fair, I'm going to give him credit. He's selling, I, I think I might have said this on the main timeline, that he's selling his second to none. He's a very good yeah. seller. I've got to yeah. give him his due. But he's just, he's just lacking a little bit of something. Now, you listen to people from the eighties who said that he was probably one, you know, one of the best wrestlers in WWE. Mm. He leaves a lot to be desired. But then again, Hulk Hogan was the top of that company, so you know, says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. What was he in the news for the other day? Like, oh, Hogan. because he tweeted something. Yeah, it, it looked like he was. Uh, he, he was doing this very, very super. Uh, religious tweeting fucking rant or something um, yeah people probably thought he were dying or something I mean 
anybody that takes him and fucking religion seriously and needs their head checking seeing as he's like cheated on his own wife with his best friend's wife I'm like come on <laughs> thou shalt not cover another man's you know <laughs> fucking Hulk Hogan yeah and love thy neighbour uh, yeah love right love thy neighbour a little bit too much <laughs> or not enough if the black Ah, burn. <laughs> Speaking of burn, one of the funniest things Hulk Hogan ever did was uh, fuck up his hand in that radiator blast. You remember that radiator explosion? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, this was back when he were part of Impact and uh, he was actually off TV for a couple of weeks. He had to have surgery on his hand. A radiator exploded at home. His hand fucking swelled up like... Five times the fucking size, but put it this way: it, it, his hand was that big, it could have been a fucking baseball pitcher. <laughs> okay, uh, not pitcher, catcher, whatever they call him. I'm not a baseball fan, but yeah, it looked like it. Yeah, it. I, I didn't. That think, must have been. Uh, I, that must have been after I fucking stopped watching it. I think because that was during the the Hogan era that I stopped watching it. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck Nick Patrick were doing there. I don't either. He, yeah. when um, when Steamboat was getting out of the ring, he actually like got him in a in like a gut wrench to stop him from going off the apron to the floor. Just. Oh fucking hell! That was terrible. <laughs> It says a lot about uh, the professionalism of Rick, uh, Ricky Steamboat. The fact that he actually sold that fucking thing. Yeah. From that angle, you could tell there was absolutely no connection. Now, oh. there's not meant to be a connection, but you've got to give the illusion, and you've got to do in the work. You've got to do the work to make it look real. And Orndorff didn't. Steam- uh, Steamboat did. And what the fuck was that? That was. Like I think a, these these days that's meant to be like a double cross body, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But then, uh, I mean, Orndorff was like three seconds behind Steamboat. That were like throwing two pancakes across the room and they just meet in the middle. It was just like that flop to it. it fucking horrible, that. That could not, not have hurt. It's on the ropes. Nick Patrick, for fuck's sake. Oh. Now, this just looks sexual again. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> Look at him kicking his arms. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'll, I love Steamboat, like, but fuck me, this isn't going well. No, it's not. It's gotten worse. Steamboat up top now while Orndorff's on the ramp and it's just a basic forearm to the head. Again, this is where that ramp really takes something away because if Orndorff was on the actual floor itself and Steamboat went up top and did that, it would look a lot better than what it did. Yeah. It's like, there's no gravitation, gravity to that at all. It's just a... I thought you were going to throw him to the ring then. <laughs> so did I. I'm like, Steamboat, you've got some strength, but you're not that fucking strong. 
You've got this le- uh, leather bag full of fucking concrete that is Mr. Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I just can't get that image out of my head. That was gross. <laughs> no, seriously, it looks like a webbed Gucci bag. It, it just does not look good. <laughs> Yeah. These two have had it now, aren't they? Fucking hell. It's just a couple of strikes, off the ropes, something, pin attempt. Breather. Why are you doing the, the ramp? Po- fucking pump up floor. Oh, pile driver. Oh, Oh, it's too low oh, down. Thank fuck for that. Bridge up. Yeah. Wow. Only good move is done. He's not going to get a backslide from that. Nope. To be fair, that wasn't a bad exchange. No, it wasn't. I was just thinking that. He could get a three count here. It wasn't. No. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't fluid, but... Considering yeah. how this match has been, that wasn't too bad. Oh, what a match, the commentary say. <laughs> yeah, that that exchange was pretty good all the way through. It just needed speeding up a little bit, didn't yeah. it? But obviously, I think Orndorff's pretty gassed here. And... If you say speeding up to Mr. Uh, Mr. Wonderful, he's probably just going to go under the under the ring looking for a bag of cocaine. It's like... Yeah. Oh, so Assassin's on the... Uh, apron which is allowed and now he's a fucking the biggest heel in the company because I just want this match to end and he stopped it <laughs> just there's very little redeeming qualities to this guys and that says a lot it's fucking Ricky Steamboat yeah oh wait fuck off Steamboat just giving like shoulder shoulder charges now and a pinfall. And I'm frustrated trying, that trying the it, and I'm frustrated that they're not that they're not actual fucking pinfalls. Yeah. Yeah. So the ramp, uh, the the ramp makes a return under the um, Vince Russo era. Oh God. Um, and it's obvious why. Just to get people under the ring and stuff like that oh okay so Steamboat's gone over the top rope but the referee's not seen it so it can't be a disqualification however it could be a disqualification because he manhandled the referee now the assassin's taking cocaine well you did say this needed speeding up yeah (laughs) (laughs) I can't get that image of the the ramp that you're uh, what you were saying about why Russo brought it back so you could get people under the ring a lot easier. Yeah. So what you're saying is, it's like, what they do, that rap, oh, fucking hell, it's a 10 count. It's over. It is. Oh, thank God. Uh, so yeah, what you're saying is, wrestlers that, that needed to hide under the ring, so who theoretically will be hiding under the ring at this point? Vampiro, uh, Sting. Yeah. Now, yep. I, I, from what I know, Sting was pretty buggered by 1999-2000 time. Like, I know 
he could still go, but he was having a lot of health issues and that. Now, I just feel so fucking sorry if he had to crawl underneath that, all that way, great escape style, just to get under the fucking ring. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, having seen the kind of shape he was in in 2000, he looked great. It's just. Oh yeah, he looked great, but apparently we were having like a lot of issues with his knees and his back, weren't they? Sorry. Yeah, probably where yeah. his knee. Yeah. yeah, it's all varied. Yeah. It's probably why he took so much time off. So, yep, yeah, it's Jesse Ventura and Jesse Ventura on the uh, commentary booth now. <laughs> now it just looks like Gene Auckland, a really, really bad Gene Auckland. Tour of UK in nineteen ninety three. So this would just this would be the year after I I first saw any WCW, and that were in uh, Ireland. The WCW International Board of Directors, because that exists in WCW. Rick Rude and Ric Flair will wrestle for what we are now recognising as a world heavyweight title. <laughs> oh, really? So I'm, I'm presuming right. that WCW only had a TV title up until this point. Oh, oh, like, no, I don't right. think they did. That segment you had, um, you had Jesse Ventura ripping the, be- uh, the beard off, the, well, the goatee off Tony piece by oh. piece. Now, when he actually took the, the chin bit off, he looked a bit like Superstar Billy Graham to me. <laughs> yeah. And then he took the uh, the bit, uh, the actual tash off, so he's just got the bit of the size. And then he looked like fucking what was that? What was that wrestler's name? Ox fucking. Oh god, I forget his name. Uh, I don't know. Ox Baker. Ox Baker, Ox Baker. Yeah, Google Ox Baker. Google it's, uh, Ox Baker. <laughs> it does a bit actually. I've never seen this guy before in my life. But, oh, yeah, have I get you not? No. He's like highly regarded as one of the greatest heels of all time. I mean, obviously from his time, like uh, his finisher. So you're talking like fifties and sixties here. His finisher was a heart punch. Now you can imagine back then that was—that's a very fucking heel move then. Yeah, it, I'm just—it's unfathomable I'm just... that he could have got away with that, you know, in the rules, if you know what I mean. Back then, nowadays that's just yeah. fucking standard fare. But I'm just reading there that he—he uh, he took it off um, Stan the Man Stasiak. Oh wow, that's where he got that move from. And he renamed it because. So what? Um, Stan Stasiak objected. So here we have got. Uh, oh, here he is. Oh, this is even better now. Michael. The Booker. Battle of Britain. Yeah, we've got a uh, Davy Boy Smith versus Stephen Regal. Fifteen-minute time limit as well. Oh, this has got to be a good match. 
Save this fucking pay-per-view. I actually completely forgot that he had the rights to the British Bulldog name. Yeah. I mean, that's why he and Dynamite Kid fell out. Is it? Yeah. Because Dynamite Kid wanted to be uh, dubbed as the, uh, Dynamite, uh, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he wanted to be uh, named like British Bulldog Dynamite Kid. That's a bit too. There's way too much going on there. But yeah, apparently that's why they fell out. Right. I think it probably would have been some uh, for some reason like merchandise reasons and shit like that. Now, loads of booze for Stephen Regal. Loads of cheers for the British Bulldog. And I do like that uh, television title. Yeah. It's better than the one that they have in the current timeline. Which, like we said before, we can't differentiate it from the from the tag team titles. Yeah, true. There were, there were one episode where Luger came out with one of his tag titles and the TV title and I said, look, it's the tag team champion because it, it just looked like he had both, both title, uh, tag title yeah. belts with him. Yeah. Still can't get to the bottom of why uh, they don't have the actual WCW logo on that, by the way. On the, on the TV title. On which one? On the TV title. On the TV title. Yeah, because it's just WCW in Times New Roman. Hmm. Oh, perfect expressions from William Regal, Stephen Regal. Sorry, I keep doing that. It's all right. You've been WWE-ified. <laughs> uh, so I used to it used to be like that in school. Somebody would make a move from like WCW to WWF, and they'd change the name or something like that, and that'd be it. They'd be permanently known as the WWF name. And I saw somebody arguing last week about themes. Fuck me. somebody arguing like they were saying that Sting's last WWE theme was be the best theme that he ever had and it's like nope. no mate it really wasn't no uh, it was there was arguments as to to um, Goldberg's theme well Goldberg's theme of the WWF and this WCW theme do sound the same it's like not if you listen to both of them they don't really sound the same no the theme that they were um, using more recently was his WCW theme but when he first went yeah. to WWE they just changed some of the chords to it yeah that theme was originally picked out for Sting to use before his crow theme. I've heard that before. Mm. Don't think he would have suited it. No, he wouldn't. Not at all. But I'll tell you something. Sting's uh, WWE theme, that wasn't unique to him, by the way. It was actually uh, used prior... Well, part of it has been remixed, obviously. But uh, the, the, main, the main chords to it were actually used by the Unholy Alliance. Oh, right. Yeah. Big Shaw and The Undertaker. Oh. Yeah. Search that theme up. Ugh. It, it, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Never was a tag team, so... I wouldn't mess with that tag team. To I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't fucking, I wouldn't mess with them, but they weren't good. I mean, this was a time where uh, Big Shaw were fluctuating with his weight and Undertaker had 
fucked up knees and was getting divorced and was half assing everything. Right. I remember him saying uh, the days of uh, Dark Lights and Scary Movie or something were over and he came out to Dark Lights and Scary Music and they, uh, it was around this time where Undertaker cut that really, really bad promo about taking Big Short into the desert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one that Jericho interfered and got fucking annihilated backstage for. <laughs> yeah, because he actually turned, uh, he interrupted it and said, uh, he called it boring. And his yeah. justification was, well, it was fucking boring, because it was. Yeah. But you're not allowed to do that to Taker. I know. There's a, there's a reason why no one ever speaks of it. You don't see that on video packages anymore. You'll see the actual promo, the really fucking boring promo, but you don't see Jericho interrupting it. Very odd. Now, I imagine that was probably why Undertaker and Jericho never really faced off. They had a couple of matches. They had like uh, a couple of tag matches, the one being where uh, it wrong SmackDown. And Jericho uh, heard uh, somebody in the crowd say, go back to Toronto. And he went up to him and went, I'm from Winnipeg, you idiots. You know, <laughs> which were brilliant. That uh, that were a match with Undertaker, I think. I think it was a tag match. And he had one singles match with Taker on SmackDown, which ended in like a DQ or some shit like that. But I was thinking, right. like, you're building this streak. Jericho has to be one of those contenders. Surely. He doesn't have to win. But he could have been one of the contenders for it. Especially when he came back uh, in the late 2000s where he, he was just dressed in the suit and he was cutting down really, really fucking, uh, ironically, boring promos. But he was the top heel of that company at that time. Mm. And he, 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 tend, he really hit his peak as a wrestler at that point as well. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler now, but back then, he was just on his game. He was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Now, nowadays, it's like, it, it doesn't have the agility or like that. It's more about uh, doing the more slow-paced stuff. Hmm. I know we're talking all over this match. It hasn't, like, been bad by any means it's just been a little no, bit no it's not it's been a bit sloppy in places but there's just been nothing like major to talk about but this is what you get with the British style they're going to slowly build it up aren't they yeah there's a good exchange with uh, headlocks and hammerlocks earlier yeah. on where they were just rever reversing each other's uh, the guy at ringside is a guy called Bill Dundee who's from Scotland oh I remember Bill Dundee from Scotland uh Obviously, he's going under the uh, moniker of Sir William, and he's actually the uh, the father-in-law of Bobby Eaton. So there you go. Huh. In the early 1990s, he partnered with Doug Hurt, the brother of Jerry Lawler's manager, in the opening of a furniture store in Evansville, Indiana, called Superstar Dundee Furniture. The store collapsed about a year after opening. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I was just trying to think who Sir William reminds me of here. Um, you, I don't know if you'll get this reference. Uh, some of the listeners definitely will. 
but he looks like Leopold Strauss from Red Dead Redemption 2. Hmm. Just the way he's dressed and that. Yeah. Shut up! Oof. It's all that solid. Kick to the jaw. Big body press into the face. <laughs> Gotta love Bulldog's attire. Fucking hell. It's really smart. Yeah, it does. The tap, the golden tassels. Red tights with Union, Union Jack. Just yeah. certain parts. By the way, I'm sending uh, you an image of Leopold Strauss from Red Dead 2. Right. Regal roll, which I'm going to call a cent on, to be honest. Yeah. I'm surprised they put this on, on WCW pay-per-views, to be honest. Really am. Why so? Yanks just not... They're not really up for this sort of stuff, are they, normally? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely back then. I mean, even back in uh, early 2000s, uh, William Regal was doing this type of style for heel heat. Yeah. And now, obviously, it's a lot more appreciated these days, but... It wasn't the standard that you're used to. I mean, obviously in WCW, the standard at this point is probably boring fucking wrestling, but because obviously they were trying to cut down on all the high flying and all that shit. But I don't know. I mean, I am actually enjoying this match. It is good. I mean, we're British, though, so we we kind of get it. Whereas other people might be like, oh, this is boring. We want loads of spots. And we want loads of high-flying stuff and, and all the rest of well, it. Well, that, that's the kind of thing why I don't really watch a lot of AEW and I don't really watch WWE anymore for uh, reasons that I've spoken so fucking uh, much about recently. But it's just the fact that there's a very very lack of variety. I mean, they do have a couple of big guys and all that, but nine times out of ten, the matches are high-flying or tight team matches because obviously that's all AEW can fucking do, seemingly. You know, and after a while, when you've just seen it, it just to me, it's like, how's one week different from the other? You know? You can mm. have a lot of high-flying stuff in one episode of Dynamite and then next week just switch it up and that will keep people invested it will keep me invested but when you're seeing it week in week out it's just like it just grow. I don't know I don't want to sound like really surly and old school or like that because I'm, I really am not it's just that you know the norm is these days high flying cruiserweight action and I've said it on the podcast before that I've got to like really put myself into the mindset of how pivotal and, you know, how how different it was in 1995 and 1996, that kind of style. But the style that yeah. we're actually seeing in WCW, there's a lot more selling to it as well. So I find mm. I can watch a Cruiserweight match on WCW and I'll be really invested because it actually looks like a match. It actually looks like a wrestling match. And now and then in, w, in, in AEW, it does look a bit like a wrestling match, but there is a lot lack of 
proper selling. And that just really speaks to the wrestling industry as a whole, re- uh, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people were really uh, having a go at me on Twitter because I was going, oh, Johnny Gargano and Ciampa fucking feuding again. It's like, have you watched all their matches? They're all the fucking same, and <laughs> they don't sell. They don't sell. It's like, yeah, it was entertaining the first two times, you know, but after a while, it's like, it's just the same match again. Like, you know, if if you enjoy seeing the same match over and over again, I mean, good on you, go for it. But for me, it's like, I like a bit of variety. No, yeah. switch it up. Crowd were getting right behind Bulldog again as he was on the floor there. Noticing with this canvas here that it's not like a full piece of canvas. It's like loads of strips of canvas all yeah. fucking sewn together. You can tell they're working on a shoestring budget. Yeah. Here's an idea. You want to save some money? Send Paul Orndorff home. <laughs> it does really sound like I've got something against Paul Orndorff. I really haven't. He's just not good. That's simply no, it, not. you know. No, he's not. This is a fucking great move, to be fair. The thing is, uh, the best way to describe Regal's style is meticulous. Yeah. You know, it, 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 break, it breaks you down. Oh, that's a very good reversal. Oh, yeah. Fucking lifted him up with ease. It's shame. Shame he slipped there at the end, but... Elbowed him in the face. He's got a... The heel pin there, putting the forearm over the face to, to stop him from kicking out. You don't see that a lot these days, either. No. But going back to what I was saying, it's like, he has a very meticulous style. He'll, he'll work every single body part. And see, this is also something else. If anybody wants to know why I'm not really interested in wrestling anymore, it's also a lack of proper psychology. I mean, you yeah. want a lesson in psychology, watch this match, because you've got everything down to a T. You're working the, yeah. you're working the body part that you're going to put a submission on. It's very simple... And yes, it's very slow, but you build up to the submission. That's how wrestling works. Technical wrestling should really work. Not just, oh yeah, I haven't worked this body part. I haven't worked the leg all, all through this match. I've done all these flip the do's. But yeah, I'll put him in a, I'll put him in the walls of Jericho. Oh, look at that. He's tapped out. Like, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, going back to what I was saying earlier on about watching AEW last week, uh, Cody versus Orange Cassidy for the TNT title. Yeah. And it, just bored me to death because there was nothing going on at all and I know obviously part of Orange Cassidy's gimmick is that he puts his fucking hands in his pockets and does whatever yeah he is the but, king of soft style is what they call him yeah the whole thing was just and people are fucking raving about this stuff like it's fucking great and I'm like this is fucking shit yeah I mean I, I get the gimmick of Orange Cassidy he is for last but he should not be wrestling week in week out you really are diluting something that is unique and to its own and yeah it, it, you know I, I'm not saying that I particularly enjoyed watching Orange Cassidy re- wrestle because I haven't yeah. really but like he, he's had the matches where where they've really booked him how they really should book him he's like I like his philosophy. You know, he had an interview in like 2013 about what the character is. He goes, he goes, I'm just the average man. Like, if I could get, a, if the average man could get away 
with not really doing anything at work and get paid for it, they will do it. Well, that's my character. That's what what I do. Like I, I, I put very little effort in and I get paid to do it. But the problem, yeah. but the thing is with that character is that he does that until somebody hit, you know, somebody really, really pushes him and re- pushes him until he actually breaks and then he just go, <laughs> he just goes all out. And... Oh, ref, you fucked it. Yep, yeah, the ref oh. fucked that up. That's a, that was a proper fuck up. Really nice pile driver from Bulldog after a running power slam. Ref jumped up. And because the referee jumped over... Obviously, this is all fucking probably meant to happen, but the referee jumped over to get that extra second where he wouldn't be able to make the count. And just as he was about to put his hand down for the third, it was too late and the bell had rang. Time limit draw. Ah, that's why. See, with the sound off, you can't really... That would have worked with the sound on, I think. I think with the sound off and not hearing the commentary, not hearing the bell, it really does take away from it. But yeah, you, know. you had the um, you had the um, you had Michael Buffer counting down from ten as well. Yeah. So you watch the referee there <laughs> he jumps hell. right over, and then the bell goes. But yeah, I, I think with the leaping over and all that. Maybe Anderson was in the wrong place at the wrong time and had to really throw himself into it. But then again, we've seen him leap over fucking wrestlers a couple of times, haven't we? Yeah. You know. That's it, yeah. Well, not a bad match, that. No, I quite enjoyed no. it. A bit of a weird finish, you know. It would have worked better with the sound on, I feel. But, you know, very good match. But, yeah, going back to be all- going back to what I was saying with, uh, you know, before... Oh, never mind. Anyway, what I was saying is that Orange Cassidy's had one real good match in AEW. That's what I was getting at, and it was against Chris Jericho, but that's it. But yeah, because he was pushed <laughs> to put in, a, put in a good match. That's how you use him. Yeah. Don't use him every fucking week. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I'm seeing Vader on my fucking screen. I don't care about Orange Cassidy no more. <laughs> now, this is something... Uh, He's going to break it. He's going to break it. I'm fucking telling you right now he'll break it. He's going to spin it and break it. Wheel of Fortune. No, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, I broke it. <laughs> so there's somebody at the back of there, and it fucking slowing it down so that it fucking lands on the right thing. Yeah, watch the fireworks so you don't notice that the wheel's not actually spinning like a normal wheel. See, <laughs> look at how it's slowed down, <laughs> and now it's speeding up again. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> Texas Deathmatch. What did I call it? Texas Chainsaw Deathmatch. <laughs> a Texas death match with Catchus Jack. I am fucking shocked. Yeah, and I'm fucking hyped. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's another reason, barring like the, the, that match is so very well revered. And I'm not a death match person, but I've got. I, I'm just so interested in seeing that you know this match because it's for the, all the hype around it. You know, people say there are people that say it's one of the best matches of all time. So, you yeah. know, I've got to watch it. I've got to watch it, and I'm fuck if I'm going to watch it just in my own time. I'd rather like, well, we're watching WCW, and I've never seen it. Why not fucking do it here? You know? Yeah, yeah. And and oh, Steve Austin. also interested to see Vader in his prime because I haven't 
It's simple as that. He wasn't particularly good when he was in WWE, and and that's not always fault either. He just they just didn't give a shit. Shawn Michael killed his career in WWE. Mm. Yeah. Also very interested to see Steve Austin on this. I haven't looked at the card prior to this. Prior to this, by the way. Oh, I searched. All right. I I Google searched. Uh, which uh, uh which Halloween Havoc was the Texas Deathmatch on? And they said ninety three. I'm like, cool. That's the one we're watching. Don't look at the card. Nothing. So very interested to see this. Well, I know I know the card, but I'll not tell you. We'll just leave it as a surprise. Fucking look at Dustin Rhodes here. No. You look so young. <laughs> it's crazy to think that he's still fucking going. And it's crazy to think in three years' time, Eric Bischoff will be calling him a transvestite. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, spoiler for the next natural, by the way. Yeah. PG Shaw as well. PG Shaw as well. And he's fucking calling him all these horrible names. Like, what a bully Eric Bischoff was. <laughs> well, he kind of stated fact, didn't he? I mean, that's what they were kind of going for. I know, but it's like, he it, it was just saying it in such derogatory ways, like... I can't remember exactly what he said. It was just somewhat transvestite. Yeah, yeah. Steve Austin with her is a really weird look. He actually has the Orange Cassidy hair! <laughs> look at hell. The original King of Sloth style. Right, you, I, I, I do have to say it. Like, you can understand why you got the name Stunning Steve Austin because he is... Yeah handsome as fuck here and he still is don't get me wrong i'm not i'm i'm not taking away people you know the handsomeness of you know bald people i mean you can't when you look at people like bruce willis and jason statham you know handsome people in all their right but you know austin is exactly the same but he really does own the short blonde haired uh short back and sides look here and I was going to say clean shaven. He's got a bit of a stubble to him, but you know yeah, he does. doesn't have the classic goatee. And there's every possibility that we might even see Brian Pillman in this because they were tag team partners. At oh yes, they were the Hollywood Blondes. I really would love to go go back and watch some Hollywood Blonde stuff. Maybe yeah. we can do that for um, oh touching no secret secret special episode that we have in the offing. Mm. Mm. We could. Yeah, it's really interesting to see Steve Austin before his serious neck injury. Yeah. He's got good knees here as well. He's oh, yeah, his knees as well, yes, of course. Yeah. And you can see you can see Dustin's body. Well, you can obviously see it with his hair and kind of in his face, but you can see with his body that he's definitely a rose. I'm going to say you can see his body. No shit, he's not wearing a oh. fucking suit. <laughs> oh, my God. He proper slapped him in the fucking face. Oh, uh, look at him, but look at Steve Austin running around the ring there and jumping out of the oh ring. Oh like, my god! Fuck. I honestly, right, straight away, I am fucking, I am so invested in this. <laughs> straight away, the way he just ran out the ring and he, he's there outside, fucking doing the fisticuff motion as well. And he's literally just said to the crowd, like, one of you guys could do a goddamn thing about it. 
Oh, there's there's so much there's so much Stone Cold in this stunning Steve Austin, even prior to Stone Cold. Was it Jericho? Oh yeah, it was. Obviously, he's tried to get a Boston crowd. Yeah, he, but it looks like he was doing the line tamer. See again, this is really good Matt stuff as well. Like nice. just a really good reversal. Fucking what a slap! Jesus Christ! <laughs> They're really going for it. See, and the thing is as well, if you're in this audience, you're watching this pay per view. This looks a lot more violent because of the last match yeah. being a technical uh, wrestling match. If people start fucking like proper trying to slap each other and punch each other in this, it's gonna it's gonna look more violent just because of what preceded it. Yeah, definitely going to wake up the crowd. Mm. Steve don't want to go for it. Realise that Dustin's probably a foot taller than he is. Big spinning elbow. Again, pretty much a staple Steve Austin move is that. Mm. I've only, I think I've only ever watched, I maybe watched two of his, um, his uh, WWE Network. Podcasts, quote unquote, they're not really podcasts. No, they're, are they? they're, they're basically just like sit down, talk show type fucking things, aren't they? Really? Yeah, I saw the Bret Hart one, and again, it's just Bret Hart just pissing and moaning. Yeah. See, that's why I fucking took a shot at Bret Hart earlier, you know, because it, <laughs> it, 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 it was basically fucking shooting on uh, Bill Goldberg, you know, yeah. usual shit, you know, he could. He, he can't wrestle, you know, and all this fucking crap. He were he were a one out of ten wrestler, I think the, the exact term. Like, fuck off, Bret Hart. Seriously, I know he fucking, I know he injured you. Fucking get over it. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't think what the other episode was that I watched, but I, I managed to sort of grit my teeth and, and listen to him fucking whinging and moaning. I've said to you before, like, I really, really enjoyed his book. But that was just basically, you know, a shot at Vince McMahon from start to finish, and then he ended up signing for WWE. And now, any time he makes an appearance in a fucking TV show, it's always about Goldberg because he's buried the hatchet with Vince McMahon. Whoa, whoa, is me just, and all that. Like, I, I, we get, yeah, we get much. it. You had a very difficult period in your life, you know, and it yeah. affects you. And, and to be fair, the hearts, but the, you go- the hearts had some shit luck. Yeah. And, you know, you, you definitely did, and I do get it. But you're going on TV and fucking pissing in the morning and fucking literally burying people for, for no real fucking mm. reason, by the way. You know, you could if you just actually had a sit-down conversation with them and fucking bury the hatchet, you probably would live a better ha- and happier life for it. But if you're like yeah. this and you can't actually do that, fucking see therapy. Come on, dude. You clearly yeah. are a depressed bloke. Ooh, drop it there from Dustin. But yeah, I agree. I agree. He, he doesn't do anything to try and get himself no. out of these dark clouds e- that he exactly is in. Exactly, and it's like 
you can only hold sympathy for so much, but when you're just going out, it's not just so much the piss in the morning. I understand the piss in the morning, but when you're fucking just constantly blaming everybody else for your problems, when you could actually sort these problems out yourself and you refuse to do so, I'm sorry, eventually you're just going to, you're going to lose the sympathy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a shame as well because I used to like, I, I used to really like yeah. Brett, but the more and more he talks, the less and less I do. <laughs> and now that he's, I mean, now that he's not in wrestling, see, there's no reason why he can't be in wrestling. There's no reason why he can't be be doing something. Fucking hell, that yeah. was fucking Nasty. hell. It looks as safe as it could be, but it's no fucking wonder his knees are shot if he's doing shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he looks in proper pain here. This ain't selling. If it's selling, he's gone for a running, a running high knee into the corner. Dustin's moved. He's hit the turnbuckle. He's gone over the top rope and he's gone hard onto the floor. For those of you that might not be watching along, I would advise that you do watch along. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Brett, Brett could be doing anything in, in wrestling at this moment in time, even if it's just the agent or, you know, just constructing matches with people. Training. Could be, yeah, training. Of course he could, yeah. I mean, that's a guy yeah. you do want in the in the, uh, in the the performance centre. Yeah. I, I, you know what, actually? I'm going to take back what I say about him fucking sitting down and burying the hatchet with people because I don't think he actually does respect Shawn Michaels in any way, shape or form. I think he just tolerates him. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, agree I, I, I believe that Bret Hart has been offered a place at the Performance Centre and he's turned it down because Shawn Michaels is there. I can almost guarantee that's happened over the last couple of years. Sh- would would Sh- Shawn Michaels be be his boss, wouldn't he? Uh, would no, uh, that would be Matt Bloom. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a head trainer at, at the Performance Centre. Um, right. I think uh, Shawn Michaels is more like the... Like second in command, I suppose, but I think he's like the head trainer at the UK Performance Centre as well. Is right. all noise that Shawn Michaels probably the busiest man in wrestling right now? You know, in terms of right. flying in and out from different countries. Obviously, not in COVID, you know, twenty twenty, but just in general, like um, when 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 everything's up and going and all that, he's flying over to the UK Performance Centre and he's holding seminars there and all that and then he's going back to Florida to hold seminars there and I think he's still living in Texas as well so yeah. that's for someone that's actually retired that is a, a lot of travelling to be doing yeah yeah well it'd be on fucking good oh money. yeah no shit So there's a little, there were a little bit of a, little bit of a ankle lock on 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 the floor there, and Steve has given a cheap shot to Dustin there, while Nick Patrick gives him some shit, but nobody can take Nick Patrick Patrick seriously. Yeah. And that that were like a, it definitely caught him a little bit there. You know where like uh, people usually tease to kick you in the dick, and they actually do the motion, and they just catch you with the tip of the toes. And yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was very much that. It was fucking horrible. Yeah, at that point, you may as well just fucking kick him in the dick full on because honestly, yeah. just like kicking the in the end, it's oh, it's 
it might be at least, at least distributing the pain rather than just yeah isolating it to, to the tip exactly <laughs> i know this is going to be a bit grotesque and i apologize you know if you're eating spaghetti bolognese or some shit like that just stop to stop and uh, no, like, uh, one time when me and my mate we, we, we this is when we were our stupid fucking teenage years what we used to do is like we used to have punching each other in the dick contest because we were fucking idiots what you know on the jackass craze and all that shit you know you know what it was like yeah. in the late 90s early 2000s yada yada, yada. the old it's the old raw shambo yeah thing, yeah isn't it? well anyway we used to yeah. just fucking punch each other in the dick i say it's teenage more likely in our early 20s by the way as well but yeah, we just had this thing, and at one point he just like did that flick in the dick type thing with his toe, and it actually made the tip of my dick bleed. Oh, yeah, man. it was fucking horrible. It, it weren't oh. like all pissing blood; it was just like at the side of the fucking uh, the dill hole. Oh, it was fucking horrible. <laughs> every every <laughs> time I went for a piss, you could feel the sting at the side. Like, oh no. It kind of like you know if you if you ever like uh, if you like slightly cut your finger like on. Uh, uh, this is very very 2020 by the way but uh when i work in the bakery at work um if i'm packing like things like cookies or donuts into the plastic uh, plastic in the paper bags uh, there's just absolutely no way you're not going to get paper cuts just absolutely yeah. no way right and after you do that you know we we, ha- we have our routine uh, one, uh once you leave in the bakery uh you wash your hands and then you sanitize sanitize yeah. on the paper cut Oh, nice and stingy. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. I was actually going to say, like, uh, you got a wound and you pour salt on it. You know, that kind of thing. Mm. It was like that going for a piss. (laughs) No, thank you. I'm glad those stupid days are over. I can see why you remembered it. (laughs) You don't forget shit like that, dude. No. It's kind of like having your first child. You don't forget it. Unfortunately, I'm probably never having children as a result. <laughs> I don't mean just... Oh, 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 oh. I thought it were going over then. He's just asleep. <laughs> He's just taking a cat nap. So are you um, are you thinking about doing Download Festival next year? It's possible, yes. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, we... the scene is Miles Kennedy's like performing like three times, yeah. and that's if it still ends up going ahead because we we don't really know what's going to happen, do we? Yeah. I mean, it's still we're still sort of fucking umming and ahhing yeah. about it, aren't we? I mean, we we've bought our tickets, we did the instalment plan, and they've all finished now, so we've got them either way. And to be fair, if if they cancel it again, we'll just roll them over to next year. Yeah. But it just you just had me thinking there when you were saying about um, Bret Hart being a trainer and thinking about NXT and stuff like that because they've still got all that over here, haven't they? And Triple H usually shows up for that. Yeah. The the fucking West Ham fan. <laughs> the fake West Ham fan. Yeah, well, yeah. Should send Shawn Michaels. I'm going to say he's about as much a West Ham fan as Shawn Michaels is a Rovers fan. I'm not having that for a second. Shawn Michaels <laughs> loves us. And he fucking watches every week. He watched us last night. Sorry, he watched us uh, last week get beat off fucking Watford. Yeah, he's like, uh, oh, when I'm next in Watford, I'm going to super get Ben Foster. Yeah. <laughs> so you can tell that Steve Austin's tanning because Dustin Rose just pulled his 
chunks down. Oh, this is the chunks are definitely white. <laughs> oh, this was a common thing with fucking Steve Austin, the builder's bum. He never, he never I mean, tanned his ass. If I look like that, I'd be tanning naked. I don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, exactly. If my if my snake's flailing around, <laughs> it doesn't make no difference. <laughs> At least I'm top to bottom. I'm completely fucking tanned. See, it's not the body issues why I don't tan naked. You know, I, I don't tan naked just in case my mate just fucking opens up the bloody lid and just goes boom in my fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing you want is fucking uh, split fucking dick while you're getting tanned. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure the... Oh! Oh, Steve Austin's got it! He's the United States champion because he's sort of spine busted him, oh. hasn't he? But not oh, gone down oh, all oh, the way. No. Oh, no! Ref says, keep it going, keep it going. He must have seen... Right, that's two real fucked up finishes now. Steve Austin looking oh, for the belt because up. he thinks he's still won it. We've rolled him oh, up. Oh, fucking hell. Oh. That is what the... What a shit that's house. That's what they call... Oh, it's him with Yeah, fuck it. Christ. Why the fuck that not? That was stiff. Now the old Dusty Rhodes blood blade job. That was fucking stiff as fuck, that. I'm just about to say that we're a proper dusty finish. Yeah. Steve Austin's taking title anyway. Like, fuck you. He is, yeah. He's, he's doing the the giant fucking Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Macho Man thing. Oh, there we go. He's bleeding. Yeah. That belt caught him right in the head. Well, that's what it was meant to do, you fucking idiot. The old missionary sex <laughs> pinfall. So the referee counts it, but then he's like, no, 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 start again, start again. Sorry. You just stop counting. Right, the missionary sex roll. That is a brilliant <laughs> fucking name, right? <laughs> that is a brilliant name. See, now... Boom! See, if you, there you go. I think you've actually... Uh, you've actually com- completed completed my my new fucking thing i need to go on dragon's den or whatever you know with this now like on anderson's theme you know there you go you got your erection and a wrestling bed <laughs> because you can use the ropes of leverage when you're doing missionary you know <laughs> <laughs> oh he's put his goatee back on that's tony by the way I mean, for fuck's sake Ventura's like proper awkward here, really. Two cold Scorpio and Marcus Bagwell as the tight team. Right, okay, Bagwell at this point. Well, we know what he's like in three years' time. This could be very interesting. He's either going to be really good or really bad because he might be green as fuck. Oh, the nasty boys. Fucking. Oof. And that's Bagwell. Is that this. Is it? Oh, I thought we were Disco Inferno. I don't know why. He's definitely got that. What's he doing? He's got that hair. So I pulled him up because he didn't want to pin him so easily. Fucking nasty boys, for fuck's sake. Honestly. Who's that? I'm not. Miss. 
It said Missy. It's not Missy Hyatt, is it? It might be. Is that Teddy Long? Yeah, it Fuck is. You know. I'm really enjoying that stout, by the way. Have you still got it? Fucking hell. Yeah, I've not been drinking it all down in one, because if I do that, I'll probably end up really fucking gassy. Yeah. Plus, it... stouts don't usually last longer around no. me, but also keep, said that... Also uh... keeps my mouth very wet, which is what you need. Yeah. Well, what I need. Yeah, it is Missy Hyatt. Wow. Fucking hell. Bagwell has not up any more, like... Fucking George Michael circa wham in that picture then. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The hair was on point. Missy got her done for the big event. Okay. It's not Starcade, lads. No, it's not. <laughs> Why do we need to know shit like that? <laughs> She got her hair done, and the nasty boys come out dressed in bin bags. I mean... I'm really interested to hear what the music is for this. I can tell you, it's not good. I, I, I can't even... I can't even compare it to something, because I can, I can just slightly hear it in background. It's just some woman going. It might be. And it's just like there's a bass line that's going boom, 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 boom. Oh, it's this got it's got rapping in it now. This is definitely, definitely done by Michael. Oh my God, the fucking dancing. Oh come on! I I, I was really hoping Two Cold Scorpio did a break dance. <laughs> hey, don't leave me hanging, brother. Wake me up before you go go. <laughs> Fucking hell! Buffy's making his money tonight, isn't he? He is. I think he's only introducing the title matches. Oh, yeah, we've had three title matches in a row. Yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> Completely forgot to wear the top. She's wearing a coat and a bra. You know, as you do, like. What you actually do like. That's yeah, what you do. Wear a bra on the top, you know. <laughs> it's October. Can't be that cold. This... You're never going to be cold stood next to the fucking nasty boys. They're just fucking BO machines, oh, aren't they? Oh, fucking... Oh. Yeah, they probably have the smell that makes a noise, won't they? <laughs> yeah. That is graphic. 
the handsome Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Come on. All right. I like how the nameplate comes up. It says two called Scorpio under <laughs> Marcus Bagwell's name. What up, what up, what up? Now, this is a fucking uh, George Michael and MC Hammer uh, did a, a, a duet. He, looks, <laughs> he, he does look very MC Hammer in this a little bit. You know, he does you know, a bit, He's yeah. got the... He, Oh, well, they've hit him with the fucking he's belts. The, he's got the use for it. That's a finish, then, isn't it? Randy Anderson's like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm going I'm to presume he's not going to whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Oh, he's kissing Missy Hyatt. <laughs> and now she's acting repulsed and jumping into one of the nasty... Right, oh, you can't... You yeah. cannot act repulsed at getting kissed by a hunk like Marcus Bagwell... And then jump into the fucking nasty boys, uh, nasty boys' arms. No, you know, wrestling psychology, guys. What's the point in a USA champ? The nasty boys are from the USA. Oh, for fuck's sake! Is this all right? Oh no, it's it's not a USA chant. It's an ooh a a ooh a a. I was very confused, so I thought that we were over then. <laughs> now the bell has oh, sounded. Thank... So there we Here go. Here we go. Don't stay too long, lads. No, I'm interested in seeing Bagwell and Tuchel Scorpio, but it is still the nasty boys. Yeah. I don't know, maybe the nasty boys will surprise us. Like at fucking... Uh... But what pay-per-view were it? Well, to be fair, I mean, they, they surprised us on uh, on Nitro as well, didn't they? With, um... oh, I forgot who they were, who they were wrestling now. Yeah, I think it? it was the Steiners. Yeah. yeah, but then again, they're wrestling the Steiners. True. As long as these guys aren't the ones leading the pack, which in this one they are, to be fair, the- because Bagwell's very green. Still got a good drop kick on him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's missing that oh. fluidity, isn't he? Oh, that was huge. Yeah. Massive crossbody from two cool Scorpio onto both at Nasty Boys, and the clothesline of both are the ring now. And here comes Teddy Long again. He's just—he's allowed to walk into the ring because he's fucking Teddy Long. Yeah, the whole crowd. Every time that happens, they go, ooh, a a, ooh, a a. They're all fucking, it's proper loud. No, I really want Teddy Long to take authority in this match. Like, well, it is a tag team. Yeah, exactly, because it was just like, that was a poetry. <laughs> oh my that word! Really good. I didn't see that coming at that all. Really cool. Yeah, because just say this match ends up in a to- uh, in in a disqualification, and then Teddy Long just gets on the mic. Now hold on, player, and I'm gonna put you two <laughs> in a tag team match. Just puts them, just puts them in another match against each other. That meme will never get old. No. Tuchel Scorpio looks wired. <laughs> I think he's had that cocaine that 
assassin were taking earlier on. He had a sniff of the Assassin's Creed, did he? Oh. oh. <laughs> they're not a bad pair in these two, actually. No, they're pretty good. I don't think they were a tag team for long. I mean... No, probably not. They had a bit of history, maybe a year, a year or two, but... The Scorpio was pretty much a journeyman wrestler, though. He, di he didn't stay yeah. in companies for that long. Still fucking going to this day. Yeah, Is he? he's had a couple of shots in New Japan. God. The last time he tagged with um, Marcus Alexander Bagra was, was in a six-man tag. Uh, where Ice Train got involved with these guys as well, and they defeated Harlem Heat and Ron Simmons. So, yeah. Oh, I called Scorpio Sky. I meant to call Scorpio. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, because I, I didn't think he said Scorpio yeah, Sky. I, I think I might have. But yeah, um, Scorpio Sky was. Uh, he got he got his name from two called Scorpio. Very right. So they started the tag team in uh, February of 1993 and it finished in April of 1994. So yeah, it was, it was just over a year. But they had a good 40 matches, maybe. It was actually trained by New Japan Pro Wrestling was uh, too called Scorpio. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, he's still going. Interesting, his real name. His child, Bernard Skaggs. Skaggs. He could literally be part of the Nasty Boys with a fucking surname like that. <laughs> he could. Colin Charlie Skaggs. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard his real name. I can see why people call him Scorpio. Too called Scorpio with a name yeah. like that. In my world, though, the Nasty Boys are highly racist, so they wouldn't let him in. Mm. I'm not saying that they are racist, I'm just saying I don't well, like them. I won't, so I won't be surprised I'm... with Brian Nobbs. It... <laughs> I mean, Jerry Sags, I don't really know too much about his personal life, but everything I've heard from Brian Nobbs is that he is a piece of shit. I can't remember if I, to if I told this story or not about... Um... The, the the David Arquette, oh, he nearly fucking fell off that. Oof. He tried to go to the top, he slipped to the second and quickly span around to make it look half decent. Um, good drop kick as yeah. well. The uh, David Arquette documentary, and they were um, they were filming some of it with, uh, I, I think it was Jerry Sags. Only Jerry Sags didn't know that the camera crew was with David Arquette. Uh, and Jerry Sags ended up like assaulting one of the camera oh, crew. Fucking hell! Like through through like a bottle of whiskey and everything, everything smashed his camera. Um, all because Jerry Sags apparently didn't know that David Arquette had a had a documentary crew following him about. Fucking. Yeah, apparently he's a fucking right piece yeah, of work. Fucking at, uh, assaulting cameraman. Who do the fuck does he think he is? Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> 
Hey, maybe Jerry is actually short for Jeremy. It could be. Oh, you disgusting bastard! No. Why would you even do that? Not at all safe, that. Not in the slightest. Fucking hell. Oh. And yeah, I got the sound on for that, and yeah, I heard that. That was real. She'll come back and tap you like that one time. What the fuck? <laughs> he said, uh, "I bet you, I bet you won't think about kissing uh, Missy Hyatt now, will you, Tony?" And he went, "No, absolutely not, because she'll come back and tap you like that." Is there any other way I'm supposed to take that? <laughs> tap that. Yeah, that fuck that. <sighs> I bet Bagwell is in a fucking heap. It's no fucking wonder he spent half his life injured. Yeah, no shit. To describe what happened, Nobbs got him up in sort of like the snake eyes, if you like, to sort of snake eyes him on the top rope. And Sags, who's on the apron waiting for a tag, just decided to just grip him, grip Bagwell by the head. And I'm going to presume... It was to sort of ram his head down on the rope as was intended. And instead, he just ended up fucking pulling him out of the ring and he just went straight to the fucking floor. Did not look good. Spent quite a bit of time down there and he wasn't breathing heavily at all. And the way he's looking... And he could just be selling the effects, but it looks like one of his eyes is done as well. He's, yeah. like, he's got a bit of a squint to him. I'd be stiffing that. I'd be stiffing well, this cunt now. Now, after that, now that I, I think would. about it... Like in, for everything I've seen of Bagwell since then, what what I've seen in uh, 95, 96 and later on, is that Bagwell does have a bit of squint in his eye. So that could either just be normal or it could be effects of this fucking match. Yeah. Yeah, I've never yeah, really it's noticed Yeah, it's only like, it's, it's only like a slight squint. Yeah. I may be completely looking into it too much, but... So I got some fan mail this morning. Oh, that's interesting. I got a parcel. Um, I've ordered one thing, which is the Lacuna Coil 119 show from London on Blu-ray. That's the only thing I've ordered. And I ordered that like in the wee hours of this morning. So that's not due to come until at least tomorrow. Um, so I got a parcel, second class. I opened it up thinking, what the fuck is this? It's a tiny figurine of Brock Lesnar. Oh. Um... Shout out to whoever sent that to me, but I'm not a Brock Lesnar fan. I don't buy WWE merchandise, and you didn't leave your name. Also, it seems that somebody sent me a VHS copy of Grease last week. Yeah, and um, a, a plush doll of Paddington Burr. I don't know where these fucking parcels are coming from, but they're addressed to me. It's either a wrong address or someone's stalking you, Mark. Yeah. 
<laughs> the thing is, the um, the VHS actually has a return address, which is somewhere uh, just outside of Blackpool. Um, so the chances are I'm just going to return all three to that return yeah. address. But yeah, I'm going to leave a note like, this definitely ain't for me. <laughs> I don't know if it's somebody I bought something from on eBay and they've just muddled up the... Because um, they printed their own labels off as well at home. And they've just muddled up the addresses or, or what. But yeah, I'm getting some weird things through the mail. However, if it is somebody that listens to this podcast, will you please send something of actual value? <laughs> I'd like you, <laughs> you know, me and Brian like to be able to go out on the old source once or twice, and I can't do nothing with a fucking Brock Lesnar figure. Ungrateful fucker. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's not even a limited edition version of Greece either. It's just a standard, bog standard VHS copy. And why Greece? I hate and why Greece. VHS? Why the exactly? Yeah, I mean, I know I do video conversions and stuff, but come on, I don't actually watch videos. You must. What century did you think just, I live in? I can just imagine you there with a fucking VHS, but trying to put it in your Xbox One. Why is this not fucking working? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, fuck knows what tomorrow's gonna bring. I mean, I, I anticipate the postman every morning now. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of shit, and I'm getting more shit posted through my fucking letterbox. Ah, to be me. I honestly, I genuinely thought the Brock Lesnar thing was, it might have been you as a practical joke. No, definitely not me, mate. Because I don't know of anybody that would fucking buy me that sort of stuff. Obviously, people know that I I was into wrestling, but, you know, not many people know that I just don't really like Brock Lesnar. I'm not really that cruel, mate. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm going to send you... If I'm going to send you anything as a prank, I'd send you something like a cock ring. I won't send you a fucking Brock Lesnar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To be fair, that'd get put to some use. I found... I'm shaking um, my head right now. Yeah, no. The thing is, I I can hear your disappointment. Uh... Going through a, a few boxes last night as well, trying to fucking whittle things down and throw stuff out and everything like that. And I refound my um, the instruction manual for the WCW Nitro trading card game, which was released by the guys who did the Pokemon cards, the original Pokemon cards. Um, so I found the instructions for that, and it comes with like a map as well, which is like a ring, and you have to put cards in certain places. Uh, we have to play that at some point. We have to get drunk and play that. Yeah. I've never played it. I've never, ever played it, right? But I've got loads of the cards. I've got loads of packs that are unopened and everything like that. And I've never played it because I found it that confusing. I thought, fuck this shit. But I carried on buying them just because they were WCW cards. And I was hoping that they'd be like first editions in there that I might that might actually like improve with value, but they haven't. <laughs> Not like Charizard first edition, which is worth about $50,000 now. I did find my brother's Pokemon collection as well, his, uh, his Pokemon card collection, but he's no first editions and they're not worth that much. Oh, that... Oh, Very... Moonsault from Two Cold Scorpio. Ha! So clean. <laughs> yes. Jerry Tags like elbowed, and I mean proper fucking elbowed Brian Nobbs. Oh, Teddy Long's going to get a bit of Missy Aya action now. they got old work. Now hold on a bit, player. <laughs> <laughs> Buff Bagwell oh. is going to 
Oh, Missy Hyatt and Jerry Sags head to head. Scorpio's up top. Oh, nice boy. 450 splash! So clean! That was fucking stunning. Oh, it deserved it. It deserved a win. Oh, he's going to fucking lose. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, I can't believe it. That's so sad. That 450 was fucking delicious. I think... I think he invented the 450, you know? Fuck me, yeah, I really. Think he did. Well, if he did, fuck me. He wow. That was fucking oh, stunning. Oh. Right, well, actually I'm gonna I'm gonna take that back because there there's never really been confirmation, but there's two people that have been credited for inventing the four fifty splash. Two called Scorpio uh, two called Scorpio. And Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner? Look at that. There's even a Reddit. People are fucking... Crowd loves it. Oh, and he's hitting with a fucking shoe. Oh, fucking hell. The go-to thing. <laughs> WCW thing. <laughs> Sid Vicious. I got his autograph last week. In fact, I got two out of three people on the screen right now's autograph last week. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming Colonel Robert Parker isn't one of them. But you've got two after that. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You've got two <laughs> after that fucking wedding, wedding segment. <laughs> if I ever get a chance to meet him, if he's not fucking dead, I'm just going to get a screen cap of that wedding thing and just get him to sign it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to get a picture of uh, Booker T slipping and meet Booker T and get him to sign that. But you, because you know, because you know, he's just going to look at that and he's going to laugh and say, good times, brother, good times. Yeah. Oh, mate, we'll have to just go to these full of the love of wrestling events in Liverpool and just, yeah, just get a lot of screenshots of funny stuff and just get them signed. Right. Uh, There's a Reddit, uh, Reddit, um, Fred about Scott Steiner inventing the 450 splash. Apparently, he did it in 1987. It's the first ever recorded person of doing it. Wow. Of all okay. the moves you don't want Scott Steiner to do on you, the fucking 450 splash. Yeah, I mean... No, thank you. I'd rather have... I mean, at, have, at that time, I think he could probably pull it off, but I... Yeah. I, I, oh. I was about to say, I'd rather have Vader attempt it, because I know he won't be able to fucking do it. It'll give me time to fucking move out of the way. Oh Jesus Christ! Is it the thirty-one days of move origins on Reddit? Is that what it is? Um, no, it's just said Scott Steiner, inventor of the four fifty splash with a question mark. There is a, a, a link to YouTube, but the video is not available anymore, unfortunately. Damn. Oh, Denim Sting. Not even reacting to the fucking pyro because it's not 1995 and he's not had PTSD yet. Glittery Denim. I mean... I mean, that's somewhat right out of a 90s all-girls band, that really, isn't it? It is. 
Disha Linen for, although Scorpio has been said that he innovated the move, there's an, there is early footage of Scott Steiner doing one. Holy fuck! Oh! I've just seen the, the gif of it. I have as yeah. well. Yeah. And he misses. <laughs> but he, he foots it. That's not a 450. Sorry, I'm laughing because we're doing a watch along and we actually watch the gif unbeknownst to us at the same time. Yeah. Oh, God. That's not a 450. That's a, that's a 360 with him falling forward. I mean, fair play for attempting it, but yeah, I'm not. not... I'm not going to credit him for inventing it. No. No, it, it's kind of like you know, you're not, you're still a virgin unless you come. You know, that's my that's my rule. You know. sake Brian <laughs> sorry it was the first analogy that came to me and I've got fucking sex on the brain uh, no more Halloween havoc stout for me I think <laughs> it, I, I think it's a strong one that to be fair I think it's about six and a half yeah probably what it is then but yeah it, that, that's my rule because like he didn't he didn't finish it he fucked it up like you know I'm, I'm, I'm not calling that as an inventor no very good attempt at somebody his fucking size, though. Oh, Jesus Christ, Sid landed right on the guardrail there. Fucking belly first. Sid could have been the fucking man, you know. He really could have. Like... The, the funny thing is, though, is like every time I hear, uh, I see Sid, uh, Sid, Sid, because he's against Sting. Uh, all I can think of is talking softball. You know that fucking song from uh, The Simpsons, Homer at the Bat, the ending song. That's all I can think of because that was his uh, go-to excuse, weren't it? Like, oh, it's softball yeah. season. Like, I can't wrestle. What a choke slam! Yes. Oh, my God. Credit where it's fucking due. That was a very, very, very good... Uh, shorts, um, the only thing is he followed it up by going onto the middle rope and I'm like oh fuck every, every time it say, said goes onto the middle rope all I can think of is that <laughs> it's like it, it can't end well like just Snap. get down it just, it just sound like his fucking dad get down <coughs> you'll break your fucking neck uh, no you won't you'll break your leg but So, um, what date did this event go down? October 24th? Uh, I shall look. Yeah, it is. I've just okay. Googled it. Yeah, October 24th. So, in three, three days, days' time, Sid Vicious will be stabbing Oid Anderson <laughs> in Blackburn. Three days after this? Yeah, 27th of October. Holy shit. I thought you were going like, you know... Uh, three days after this, it'll be it'll be the anniversary of it. Like, and I'm like, no, because we're on the 22nd now. That's where I thought you were going. But holy fuck! Yeah. Oh no, no. 
So it'll be three. So in five days' time, it'll be the anniversary. No, it'll be two days. We're on the 22nd, it's the 24th, isn't it? Or the 27th that this went down. The stabbing incident oh, yeah, on the 27th. Yeah, I thought it went on the anniversary of the pay-per-view for some fucking reason. Sorry, miscommunication no. at the junction. Colonel Parker is fucking sweating like a motherfucker at ringside, though. He is. He, he actually was You know, that's a shoot. He took his hat off and started waffing it in front of his face. Obviously, they're not fucking South Coast, aren't they? It's bound to be roasting there, even at this time. Yeah. So I'll take back yeah. what I said about Missy Hyatt earlier. I think she had the right <laughs> idea. She saw what it was and she's like, well, I'm just going to go out with me, bro, if that's all right. Yeah, 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 no problem. We're not going to say no to you. I don't think back then many men were saying no to Missy Hyatt. Probably not, no. Quite surprising, though. For the most part in this match, Sting's face paint has been intact. Usually all over the place by now. Hmm. And then fucking Robert, uh, Robert Parker decided to fuck it up. Well, here's a chair. It's fucking padded. Yeah, it's not a good chair, is it? Fucking hell. And that was weak. Oh, my God. We give Hulk Hogan grief for his chair shots. <laughs> what was that? You could hear that. It just went... It just went... <laughs> it just sounded like... I reckon it would have sounded like one of them uh, really weird puffy farts. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Don't rip his tight Sid, for fuck's sake. Oh. We, we've seen that with, with Sting already, haven't we? Fucking tights rip. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, say what you want for WCW, at least they got continuity. <laughs> Going back to uh, autographs that have... Um, have compromising situations have you seen my um you've watched red dwarf haven't you i have yes yeah have you seen my uh my craig charles autograph i think um when i was looking after your dog last year uh yes i actually did come across it we're it framed on the wall yeah yeah small yeah. frame i think it's a six yeah, by four I was yeah. looking at all yeah. your autographs back then like because i don't uh, get to spend time alone in your house at that much to really just look around and all that like oh does it <laughs> That sounds really it, sinister, it that. I don't get to oh. spend time alone in it, your house. It goes. <laughs> Fucking Tony Schiavone here. Like, oh, I'd like some kids over. Like, you know. <laughs> and then I'll take my mask <laughs> off and show my real form. <laughs> really creepy. Oh. But no, um, I, I've never had like a proper look around, so I was just like looking at all your photos and all that, yeah. You've got some very interesting ones. Yeah, it's not even half of them, to be honest. This fucking lords, lords. Uh, but yeah, so that that one's that one's of uh, Lister on the floor, um, because his his boxer shorts are an alien bio product that can shape shift, and it shape shifted itself into a pair of boxers, and he's put them on, and then they start tightening, and then Crichton has to help him to get them off, 
and uh, it does look like Crichton's sort of giving him one. And I just thought it'd be fucking hilarious to screenshot that. And he were working for Coronation Street at that point, so I just sent it over to um, Media City. And yeah, he sent it back like a week later. <laughs> to my best wishes from Craig Charles. He sent me a, he sent me two autographs actually. Um, when I only asked him to send me that one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and I, I sort of thought to myself, I should do that more often with other people, and I never did. It'd be kind of like I, I remember uh, Eric Bischoff saying a, a couple of months ago on his podcast that he'll he'll never sign a copy of the death of WCW because it's factually incorrect. But I've got that book and I kind of, I kind of think to myself, if I really want to troll him, I could just be like, yo, Eric, sign that. And he'd just be like, fuck you, man. This is a good as a sim match I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, and it won't be the last time Sid and Sting hook up either, because obviously Sid, Sid has a, a title run in '99 with WCW, and obviously he's in the main event scene up until he breaks his leg, isn't he? So. This is just after his WWF run, isn't it? I think he was '91, '92. Yeah, it could have been so much, just, I don't know, attitude, would you yeah. say? It must be so depressing to look back on your career and think, fucking hell, what I could have been if I'd have just fucking grown up. That camera angle then... That turned back called like a really weird pattern on the screen. I don't know if you saw it. I think it like the lights interfering with the cameras. Yeah. A bit of yeah. flur, yeah. Like a very, it had a ripple effect to it. I'm not missing these crash zooms. Fuck me. That's another thing about that AEW show. Yeah. Just too many. WWE. What's he doing? WWE exactly the same. What's he doing? All these finishes are just yeah. weird. It's not been... So that's got to be like the fourth weird yeah, finish now. good night for finishes at all. So it's took for Robert Parker, who he, he thought he had Sting's boot and that he was holding on to it on the outside, but he wasn't. He was holding on to Sid Vicious's. Sid asks Robert Parker, what the fuck are you doing? Which allows Sting to roll Sid up for a very convoluted finish. And it looks like Colonel Robert Parker's probably going to get a chokeslam now. Colonel Sanders' eyes ain't so good. What? Come on, powerbomb him. Aww. This isn't a Sid thing to do. No, definitely not. 
That's so silly. I was thinking that uh, it were very, very slapstick. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, I agree. When I said that, I'm just thinking like, holy shit, now I know who he reminds me of, uh, Colonel Robert Parker. Yeah. He reminds me of, uh, you know, the comedy duo, Hale and Pace. Yeah, he reminds yeah. me of Norman Pace. He's got that look in his face. I, I fucking swear to God, it's him. It looks just like him. <laughs> oh, we're at the main event. It looks that way. Oh, no, there might be one more. There might be I'll one give more. give the credit where it's due. This has been a very quick pay-per-view. It hasn't dragged yeah. by any means. There's not really been a match that I would say was terrible. You know? No, Orndorff and Steamboat kind of yeah, slowed down a little a bit, bit, didn't it? But the rest it of them have been dull, pretty good. but there were, there were some cool spots in it. Yeah. So we've got Ric Flair now. Oh, of and course, I think yeah. it'll be... The main event. You mentioned it, yeah. Uh, Rick Flair against uh, Rick Rude. For the uh, WCW Heavyweight title, the recognised WCW World Heavyweight Championship, should I say? Well, it, I mean, if it's if it's 93, then it'll be the Rick Flair World Heavyweight Championship, yeah. won't it? I mean, it's all that fallout from uh, going to WWE with the title, isn't it? And they made a copy yeah. of it. Because and... apparently it belongs... Is that Kimberly? No, it's not. Is it? Fifi? No, it's not. Whoever that is. Fifi. Probably his 17th <laughs> wife. <laughs> Probably. The only thing he has more than titles is wives. Yep. Um You ain't gonna believe this. Fifi is his now current Fucking wife. Hell <laughs> How things have come around. Fifi is a persona played by Wendy Barlow for the WCW World Heavyweight uh, World Championship Wendy Wrestling. Wendy Barlow, this is fucking uh, full of curry characters, I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> Barlow appeared in interview segments and photo shoots with Fleur, and now she is she is his life partner. I just can't get on with a Rick Fleur short airwalk. Uh, Rick Rude short airwalk. Here, mm. you know, I, I, just part of his gimmick for me was the her. Yeah, it's like when he shit. Though when he sets the robe off, it doesn't fucking I matter, does it? Really? Not, no. But like you, you know, when something's fucking noticeable, like you know, when it, when he shaved his mustache. Mm. 
Oh, I didn't call him Sweat Hogs. <laughs> that fucking guy in the front row. <laughs> He's like one of them fucking guys that you see at the football on a fucking Saturday afternoon that goes to football in a fucking suit and they're absolutely wasting yeah. on Fosters. Like, oh yeah, I've got a box. You fucking hate me. Yeah. Like, yeah, fucking hell. The, pro- the only box you've got is probably a fucking cardboard box. <laughs> Emma living in the cardboard box. That fucking title is just fucking yeah. delightful. Look at his trunks as well. He's just a fucking pumpkin on the back. <laughs> right on his ass. Excellent. That's brilliant. And it's got Ric Flair on one side and Fifi on the other. Sorry, it's not a pumpkin. It's a jack-o'-lantern. I always forget to say that. If, it's, if it doesn't have a face, it's a pumpkin. If it has a face, it's oh, a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't want, so to convolute things even yeah, more so, people, there's going to be yeah, two referees. I don't want to imagine people thinking he's got this giant fucking piece of fruit on his ass, like, you know. <laughs> and it's, I think it's also worth noting that Terry Taylor used to be in the Four Horsemen. Oh, I'm sure that's going to come into the fucking fray at some really? point. I'm sure he did. And people said, Mademoiselle People Vivi. said Paul Roma was one of the worst four horsemen. I think fucking Terry Taylor has got to be worse. The guy that used to be known as the Red Rooster. Fuck off, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Members uh, Rick Fleur, Arn Anderson, Ollie Anderson, Tully Blanchard. So they're the, the main four later members. Lex Luger, Barry Windham, Sting, Sid Vicious, Paul Roma, Brian Pillman, uh, Chris Benoit. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Right, spoiler I'm going to say I know Mongo is in the, in the Four Horsemen, so that was the yeah. first one, you, right? Don't, you don't um, spoil any, but I do know Mongo was part of it. Oh, maybe he wasn't then. Looking at no. it, he's not even in the managers. Associates, War Machine, Hiro Matsuda, Kendall Windham, Butch Reed, Michael Hayes. Uh, doesn't have him listed. Yeah. Obviously, we you know that really call, they were. You really could call him yeah. and um, fucking Jimmy Hart as associates, really, couldn't you? Yeah, Same with the Giant. Really, yeah. I mean, where, where are we? Um, James J. Dillon, Bobby, uh, Baby Doll, Dark Journey. Um, Patty Mullen, Hiro Matsuda again, woman, Miss Elizabeth, Fifi, um, spoiler alert, um, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, double D. Uh, <laughs> I can say that because you're not going to know, but that's kind of spoiler alert. Probably major uh, guns. And just, just, let's just click it guess. and find out. Uh, oh, no, it's not. It's. Um, It's, uh, do you know who, um, oh, fuck me, what's his fucking name now? Del Torborg is. I know the name, I don't, I couldn't really pick him out of a crowd. Right, it's his wife, basically she's a professional bodybuilder and she comes into WCW oh, later okay. on. She takes a stinger splash at some point and she gets a fucking mouthful of, uh, shoulder. 
and Sting's like, oh my God, are you all right? <laughs> you can see it like on right on TV. It's right in front of a TV camera. And he's like, oh my God, are you all right? And she nods, yeah. <laughs> Didn't realise she was like three foot nine and just overshot his splash. Sounds a bit rude, that, doesn't it, when you're talking it about... It does. Woman. He overshot his splash. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's only four o'clock. And I haven't had a beer. This is the effect of recording a podcast with me. Yeah. I mean, who was the guy that said that like, you're still a virgin if you don't come? I mean... Yeah, true. That's you You after a stout. Oh, knee to the face. Enjoy that one, Rick. Well, I can't say Rick, can I? Because there's two of them. Rick with a K. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Oof. See, people look at shit like that. Like, Rick Rude just jumped, uh, tried to do an E drop off the top rope, but Flair moved out of the way, so he just landed on his foot and hurt his knee. People said that, mm. oh yeah, that's you can tell that's fake. Uh, like, have you ever like walked down a step and you think you've got uh, another step to walk down and you haven't, and you just land? Like, you you just anticipate. Mm. So it, it's always that that bottom step because the bottom step is usually just a little bit shorter. For, uh, you know, it's a little bit more towards the floor than the other steps. And I don't mean because they fucking go upwards. I mean the fact that it, it genuinely they are smaller. And you just think, like, oh, you got another step, you're not watching what you're doing, and you just, like, realise and you land sharpish. That always, always impacts your knee. It always hurts. Like, you... Yeah, yeah. George it, It's not it. like yeah. it's like, ah, fuck, you know. It's not like a super painful thing. But it, it does hurt. Now, take into account, that's usually if you're like, oh, you know, you're wearing your house clothing or maybe you work closer at that. You're not wearing tights. You're not wearing knee pads, you know. So when you're actually wearing them, as much as they can protect, protect you, like when you do something like that, it's all tights, you know, you, your blood's, your, yeah. your blood flow is restricted. So it's going to hurt a little bit more. Just a little bit of psychology for yeah. you. See? I, I, do, I do that when I'm walking off a pavement and I yeah. haven't realised... So you're walking off the pavement onto a road, and it's literally what a, a four or five inch yeah, drop, maybe. Not much. But that fact, because you're expecting the fucking the the the, the pavement to stay at the same uh, at yeah, the same level, it's and it's not. You just joy, yeah. don't you? It's yeah, it's fucking anticipation. Weird. You think you know what you're doing, or or actually, even even worse, like when you miss a step and you end up fucking doing it. That that that's even worse. But. <laughs> We never really grow, no, we don't. do we? We never learn. Tony, we're on camera. Let's wave to everybody. <laughs> For fuck's sake. It would be easy to believe this is the main event. Yeah, it would. It it should be really, yeah, shouldn't it? Main event caliber, but you can't. Mm. If you've got a Texas Death Match involving Cactus Jack and Vader, at this point, you really can't deny them the main event, can you? It, it it's yeah. very hard to, especially where the pay per view is howling havoc, and you think, oh, gimmick match, like something that could be 
related to it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Texas Deathmatch, people will think, oh, yeah, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or some shit like that, like I did. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's the whole point of the pay-per-view, yeah. isn't it? So, still intrigued to see what uh, NXT will do with the Halloween well, Abbott trademark. Well, actually doing the spin-the-wheel thing as well. Spin-the-wheel, make a deal. Right. So did Terry? See, that didn't look like Terry Taylor took his hands off the rope. It looked like he was keeping his hands on the rope. Oh fucking hell! Oh, crossbody yeah, from Rick Flair. Good. Fucking did hell! You see how uh, Rick Rude landed then? Landed right yeah. on that fucking chair. Oh, because that guy stood. No, he's just sat down cross-legged. And Terry's <laughs> helping him get his chair. Like here you go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he's a fucking heel. I imagine Rick Flair's a heel. No, Rick Rude will be the heel at this point, won't he? Yeah, it's it, it's hard. It's really. just so I mean, it's who you associate with. You don't expect him to do that. He's just like, yep, yeah, here you go, pal. Yeah. I mean, for him to give Rick Rude the microphone and say that they're all fat and yeah. stuff like that, then obviously they're trying to put over the fact that Rick Rude's the the heel, aren't they? I think giving Rick Flair. Now, I see that it works right. both Th- ways. This is getting Valerius, a little bit it? confusing now. Because looking at. Um, fuck it, I'm not even going to call him Terry Taylor. Uh, Red Rooster. Fuck it. He's, he, you know, <laughs> he, he doesn't deserve to have a name. You know, Red Rooster. You're looking at him. Off what is he rope. wearing, Mark? Oh. Well, he's wearing exactly. a referee's outfit. I have a feeling it's going to come into play. I'm calling it now. Well, it should it should do because there's two referees. Oh, is he actually so... officially the referee then? I've missed that. Then. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought he was just Rick Flair's manager. Oh no, I, oh, I said that at the beginning. I fucking forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah, we looked it. Obviously, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, so there's two referees, uh, and Terry Taylor's going to look at everything that goes on right. on the outside, and and Randy Anderson's going to look at everything that happens now, on uh, the inside. Hence, why they were interviewing Terry Taylor right. earlier on. Fucking two referee thing. I don't, no, it's I don't a it's a weird thing because no you imagine that in football. I mean, you, okay, you have your linesman, your fourth official, yada yada. But it, just imagine. I kind of feel like that with VAR yeah, now, anyway. Yeah, to be honest, of. but you just imagine two people actually on fucking padded chair again. Yeah, thank you, Terry. But you could you just imagine like two refs on the pitch? You know, as yeah. well as it. Oh no, it's not fucking squabbling. You want to make the game out more entertaining? Do that. It would work in football. Yeah. In wrestling, it just... It never really works. I have a funny feeling that they tried it once, you know, in football. I don't know. I seem to recall it. They just had a referee in each half. But yeah, it uh, it does convolute matters because... Every referee has their own style, don't they? Some are just fucking really card happy, and others will let a yeah. lot more go. And to have you could have one of each, and that would just completely fuck the game up. Then, like, if a foul happens in somebody's half, and the other referee, it's not in the other referee's half, but the other referee calls a foul for it, or 
maybe they put a rule in so that he wasn't allowed to call a, a foul that isn't in his half. He can only call fouls that are in his own half. And then maybe once they're in his half, he'll blow the whistle and say that there was a foul because there was a foul in another half. I don't, I don't fucking know, but yeah, it can get really fucking yeah. confusing. Rick Rude busted open on the uh, shoulder. That's a stinger. Yeah, it looks like a bit of fucking rugby yeah. or something like that, though. Fifi here. Roll Tide? Roll no, tide. I'm, I'm asking as a question. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, yeah, she's, she's yeah, a pretty she good is. looking girl, yeah. I'm not a big fan of fringes. Neither am I, but, you know... It's, yeah. it's, it's, fucking hell Rick Rude thinks so as well he's doing a, you know he's there fucking wiggling his hips today I mean of course it's fucking it's Rick Rude he's gonna do that I got yeah. confused because there's a woman outside uh, she's another cameraman but she's just dressed in normal semi-clothes like yeah just yeah, the top it, left there Like you got a cameraman with a WCW shirt on, and she's wearing like a like a yellow denim shoulderless top, uh, sleeveless top, shoulderless yeah. top, uh, sleeveless top type thing. <laughs> Make him humble. Ah, yeah, camel clutch. Yeah, fuck Rick for a jabroni. <coughs> There was actually a tweet from the Iron Sheet that I retweeted the other night. I don't know if you actually saw it. I don't no, think I I'll, uh, I'll get it up for you. Uh, okay, now I've lost three followers. Okay, that's nice. Um, probably bots. Probably, uh, or de- uh, defunct accounts. They're probably having a purge. Hulk Hogan, you are worse than a connecting flight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love the Iron Sheik's account. I don't think it's actually him. I think it's like, um, it, it's verified and just like somebody as part of his, um, like his team of representatives and all that, that's actually doing it for him. But it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Because it's always in all caps as well. Yeah. They're quite timely as well, aren't they? They always happen around the same time of the day, more or less. But then obviously something will happen where uh, obviously if somebody dies or, I don't know, Brett Hart's complaining again. Yeah, somebody dies and it's like, "Eh, you're not Jobberoni. Oof. The cameraman's dead. R.I.P. You're Jobberoni. Fucking hell. Cameramen do get in the way in this a lot, don't they? They do. I, I think it has a lot to do with the the lack of space between the barricade and the rings. I mean, WWE, they, they, they do, for their credit, WWE, they do have that wide space between the, uh, the barricade and the ring. So there's a lot more freedom of movement for the for, for everybody involved, really. You know, for the wrestlers and the camera people. Yeah. Whereas here... There's just not a lot of space at all. 
Yeah, it's it's weird to think Which why. It's probably for more seats, isn't it? Because they're not really going into yeah, huge be. arenas, are they? So they're going to have a little bit more... They're going to bring it in as close as they possibly can. I imagine that a lot of red tape goes down in that, like, health authority... Well, health authority... Health and safety officials and things like that would just say how far you can go. Like, at risk of yeah. uh, people getting hurt and shit like that. But they don't have fucking toe the line. We've seen so many people fly into the barricades. And you can imagine mm. that some of them weren't meant to happen. It's just the case of they've jumped out and they've realised that they ain't got far to go, really, and they've just come crashing down into it. There's been... A, I think there's been mm. a handful that we've seen where we've said, Jesus Christ, that was rough. <laughs> I think it was more than 20 yeah. occasions. Uh, but, and I, I imagine that most of them weren't meant to happen. Rick Flair, every, every time yeah. Rick Flair's gone into the, uh, into the barricade, that's, you know, he was meant to do that. But... I don't know about a lot of the others. It had a really good back and forth contest, is this? Yeah, it does. Yeah. But I think it's uh, we set the standard for our watch-alongs that, you know, no matter how good or bad the pay-per-view is, we're just going to talk shit throughout it. That's pretty much it. I can't imagine anybody fucking sitting through a pay-per-view and just, just discussing the pay-per-view. Like, you yeah. shoot the shit, don't you? I think, actually, there will, there will just come a time where what we're going to have to do, I think after, um, when, when it's safe, where we can actually be in other houses again. Uh, whenever yeah. that's going to be. Like, What we're probably just going to have to do is just hit the record button and just talk. Just like, uh, especially yeah. just, uh, <laughs> if, I'd say if if there's any like uh, possibility we could do that before Christmas, get one done mm. as like a Christmas special. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I still like that idea of fucking getting out into a pub and doing oh, it. And oh just, yeah, yeah. To be fair, there's this this. Uh, I mean, it's quite preventative now because obviously pubs are serving food and you've got to have food yeah. and stuff like that, but. Somewhere down the line, you know, in a couple of weeks, if you get moved back down to tier two, then um, some bars are allowed to open back up, aren't yeah. you? So you never know, we yeah, might yeah, be able to do it then. a special Christmas edition that we, you know, we've got plenty of time and yeah, um, just shoot the shit, talk uh, like, yeah, just talk boats, maybe. May, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all we do anyway. But, like, just get get the listeners involved. Just like put a post up on the on the twi- on the Twitter, the Insta, to say if you've got any questions that you'd like to ask, we'll just answer them. We'll you know, and we'll just we'll just fill in. Yeah, the, like fill in the yeah. Back. I mean, it's not even questions, is it? Just offering like topics yeah, of discussion yeah. and stuff just like any, that. Anything that anybody go, wants to know, just whatever. do that. Like, yeah, yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> Because I do kind of like this because it's more laid back than like watching, uh, like well I say watching, but discussing the nitros. Because obviously we're, we're very we're very focused and driven on just getting through what's happening and discussing what's happening and all that. And you know, I, I, don't, I don't. If you're not a podcaster, if you're not, if you're not a podcaster, particular podcast where you have specific topics in mind that you review, there's a lot of pressure that comes with it. I don't know if people actually realise that, like, because like yeah. I, I I I don't credit you 
enough for this. It's just like how you lead the way, like you know how you run down matches. Like you've given me a few matches to run down in the past. It's not a fucking easy thing to do, really. Especially no, it's with, when no. it's very easy to miss certain things. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't really put matches down move by move by move by move because we're doing that, you miss a lot of shit. I just, like, put cliff notes, basically. Uh, just, like... Yeah. That's where you, you, you sort of catch all yeah. the commentary. You So you're watching the match for what it is, but you catch the commentary and you'll catch yeah. crowd reactions and you'll catch, catch other things that I don't see. Whereas I'm obviously fucking... I obviously just mark down the moves. And it's a good dynamic. Try, I try and catch as yeah. much as it's I can. It's a good dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's getting more and more complicated now because of the quality because the quality oh, of matches it's is very is hard to keep up with some of them, yes. Especially them tag team matches, like them three way tag team matches and stuff like that. But Fucking I also hell. like find nuances that you tend to miss as well. Like the the one yeah. thing I don't know if I actually mentioned it on the on on an episode. I might have done, I don't know. But the way woman walks into the camera like if she's coming down, if she's just coming down the aisle, or you know she's on the apron, she'll just give a glance to the camera and just absolutely no expression to her face. She doesn't smile. Yeah. She doesn't do anything. She just gives the camera a look, and it's a look that just says, "I own the fucking room," and it's yeah. fucking brilliant yeah. how she does that without actually moving her face or anything. It, it's just a a pout to the to the camera. And she just owns the camera at that at that moment. It I think s- she's she's one of them people. She's just got resting bitch face. Actually, that's what they call it, it. it. It's not so much like a resting bitch face. It's just how she does it. Like it, yeah. It, it, it's just that that authority to her walk. It's incredible. You just just by her walk in the camera, you know she's a big fucking deal. Hang on. Oh right. Okay. So. Both the referees have been fucking knocked out here, but the camera guy tried to take away the brass knuckles. Oh. So when you were saying about that camera woman <laughs> yeah. that's over there, dressed in civvies, the actual cameraman there... All right, Terry Taylor's not counted the third. Oh. I know so, that shit finished. Right, right, so this just got fucking mega confusing. Yeah. Rick Rude threw Rick Fleur into the corner where the original referee, Randy Anderson, was. He ended up going out of the ring. Rick Rude had a pin. He covered Rick Fleur, but Terry Taylor didn't jump in. That allowed for Rick Rude to get the brass knucks. Rick Fleur got the advantage. Rick F- Rude dropped the brass knucks. The cameraman took the brass knucks away. Rick Fleur went after the brass knucks, got them again. Rick Rude. Whacked Rick Rude. Rude. <laughs> yeah. Terry Taylor Fucking counted hell. the three count. Like he but... was eating her then, and I don't mean that in a rude way. <laughs> he's got a, he's got her straddled, you know, just like carrying her like you like you do with your wife after you're married and all that type of thing. But he's got her right up to his chin. She's fucking shaking about like a fish, like a fish out of water trying to get off. And he's just got this painful expression on his face. It looks like he's just going... Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just a big fucking sub. A big sub. 
It just made me a homie with that fucking giant sub in that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> there were a comment. So that's the. Uh, that's the sixth bad and there were a commentary, of this. There were a commentary <laughs> line in it as well, just saying as much as Terry Taylor wanted Rick Rude to win. And I'm like, is that really a thing? Or is it just. Um, <laughs> is it just Jesse Ventura talking heel shit? You're still alive? Yeah, too much. What the <laughs> fuck? Texas Deathmatch. This uh, is it. This will be finally. the main event. Again, I just want to reiterate. It's not been a bad show. It's just fucking the finishes. Yeah, the finishes have let them down. Yeah. Right, so you're allowed. You're allowed a pinfall. You get a thirty-second rest. But the only person that wins is the person who answers it's a ten. Basically, count. a last man standing match. Yeah. Now I don't think there was any last man standing matches prior to this. Don't we only really started doing them like in like. Mid mid nineties, I think the first last man standing match was Shawn Michaels and Mankind. So mm. that'd be very interesting because that would be like, I won't say a direct rip off of this, but it, you could say that uh, Mick Foley's probably pitched that. That's just me assuming here, by the way. I I don't have any. Yeah, yeah. Anything to go for it. I stand corrected. The first last man standing match was actually between Mankind and The Rock. Yeah. Wow. Good hell. That was that St. Valentine's Day massacre. What that, year? That, 90, no, what, that was 98. Yeah, that, was, that was the only time hell. they did the St. Valentine's Day massacre as a pay per view. It, it was that time where they hadn't right. really solidified names for the events. It was just. Uh, drifting away from the um, in your house pay per views, she's just generic ones and that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was that year where they had two no mercies as well because he had one in Manchester. He had one right. in Manchester, and then later on in the year they had the one in October. But yeah, disappointed to see Verdi without his huge fucking statue mask. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I was just hoping to see that as well. I know, I know his theme tune from this time. You know, it's a, it's a that, very good tune. That fit. To be honest, I, I heard that theme then, and it didn't sound that good. It just sounded like did it, did it, did did it. No. <laughs> Probably yeah, like synth. It is very synthy, but when you actually hear it, you know, there's a lot of fucking doom sound to it as well. It is pretty cool. Oh, his mask is off. 
Yeah, that didn't fucking take long, did it? He hit the post. I, I, I do have to say, well, Holly Race, Holly Race, it still looks like he could go here. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think he retired for injury at this point, but you know, you just look yeah, at his did. body shape and all that. You could tell he, he looked after himself. Hmm. He was on the. He was always in the right place yeah. at the right time as well, because he obviously as a manager he's constantly interfering. Yeah. Is he using yeah. somebody's camera? He never did. Imagine breaking that. Two hundred fifty pound. It could just be a. Uh, you know, somebody's just been given this camera like pre, or or it's just a person like that's a plant. No. Yeah. Have you seen that show? Sure? It was yeah. fucking gross. He's gonna need a TV shot if he's been busted open by that. It's yeah. rusty as fuck. I couldn't really tell if it was rusty or if it was blood, but you know, it it, it like dried blood. What I mean, because when when blood dries, sorry, gross, you know, gross imagery here, but when blood dries, it does take like an orangey color. So I thought it was that, but mm. there's only been one person that's busted open through this. Yeah, Dusty. and it worked from that chair. No. Oh, maybe it was the guy at ringside yeah. shitting oh. himself when. Oh, Rick gross! <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a combination of both, like dry blood from the shit as well. Like it, like, oh, I'm making it worse. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you are. Have you ever heard the story about how Mick Foley came up with the bang bang? I yeah, don't believe I have, no. it was in a match. Um, it was, I think, it was in a match against Vader as well. But he were, were in the middle of the ring, like he'd been beaten down and all that, and he just like kind of like came to a little bit, and he had the, uh, the song um, Love Shack by the B-52s in his head, and it's got that bit, bang, yeah. bang, like, you know, and he had that in his head, and that's how he came up with it, and he just impromptly went, with his fingers, just went bang bang. Yeah. Wow. Very weird how he comes up with shit. <laughs> yeah, he told he told that story on an episode of the Steve Austin's podcast, the actual podcast, not the network one. Uh, by the way, yeah, this that's a two-parter, and if you want a really just not, I won't, I won't say insightful wrestling uh, interview by any means, just because. That's not what Austin does anyway. But you want someone that could just tell really good road stories. Fucking Mick Foley is that, those two parties, excellent. They're, they're some of my favorite episodes of any podcast ever. You know, really, really good. I mean, you've got to go two yeah. party with Mick Foley anyway. It, just because he, it he tells so some long. really good, uh, really good stories. Oh, are there races there with the rusty like, shirt? Good story, like you know when uh, Daniel Bryan uh, was just before he really got his shot at WrestleMania, WrestleMania thirty. Uh, before that, in the mm. run up, he actually was uh, uh, messaging Daniel Bryan, messaging messaging him support, basically just saying, uh, you know, it, it it really sucks what they're doing to you, but 
you know, keep going because they can't hold you down for long. And he accidentally sent it to fucking Vince McMahon. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, Vince ends up giving him a call and just like explaining to him. He goes, you know, it's a story and all this. But come on, guys. You were never willing to give fucking Daniel Bryan the ball. You never were. You just... The fans just got that loud. You just couldn't deny him. It, bang, bang. Yeah, he just did the bang, bang. Fuck here. He's just put Vader into a grave that was marked RIP Vader. But yeah, uh, that, that story was on the uh, podcast as well. So he does have some like things like that little tidbits but yeah two yeah. very good episodes oh my god that is a grotesque cut fucking hell Mick that is pretty bad it's all around the eye oh there's bleeding there's fucking blood splatter on the fucking stage and everything oh god <laughs> Vader climbing out of his own grave that's bizarre Big clothesline. It's going to go for a pinfall. You, you, if you're not watching, why aren't you? Uh, oh. Just to explain how bad Mick Foley's cut is, it looks like Hawk's face paint. It's just around his eye, above his eye, under yeah. the cheek. It's fucking horrible. So we've just seen Vader come out of a grave that had his name on it. Imagine oh, if Elvis God. came out of that other one. <laughs> Mick Foley's Cactus Jack yeah, has a Mick, cactus. Uh, yeah, he he has he has a cactus prop. Now, I'm, honestly, with the way this match is going, I was kind of hoping that was a real cactus. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be polystyrene. Card. Oh no, it's well, card or plastic. It's probably not going to hurt that much. It's just imagery. Yeah. Oh, there's a table outside of the ramp here. Oh, there is. Yep. Oh, here's that fucking cameraman that took the fucking brass knucks away earlier. <coughs> oh my god. There's a fucking god. kid at the side of the stage here. He's pulling on the wire. That's not an adult. That's a kid. That's a key grip. Oh, key grip. It's a key grip, but it's yeah, definitely a grip. kid. You're but right. Yeah, he, he can't be any older than yeah. 13 years old. That. Oh, sorry, but that's. No. Yeah, that Slavery. is not a place for a kid. That's definitely child labour. But yeah, you knowing your, your fucking production shit, key grip. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking ramp is called carpet. Fucking cheap as yeah. cheap, that. I, I, I say that knowing because I've got cord carpet in my uh, in my studio and yeah, it's not expensive to buy, which is why I've got cord carpet down. <laughs> It was 90 odd quid just to do this room. Oh, Vader's had enough. Fucking hell. Just looking at the timestamp on this. We've got... Oh, we've only got another 11 minutes left of this. So this match ain't going to yeah. go long. That's the only good positive out of this is because they were already ugly to begin with. <laughs> uh, that's a Ventura line through and through, isn't it? See, Ventura, yeah. 
Heenan does two people. If you had like three man booth for them two on commentary. Oh. I don't think the third guy. I'll tell you something now, like you think it's hard with the taking uh, cruise uh, I'm not, taking moves and cruise weight matches, you know, one by one, and all that, trying to keep up. I'm the one that's keeping up with commentary. I won't keep up with that. <laughs> I know he's, he's just setting up against the, table, the ropes. Did the whole, I don't know. Did Holly Race direct him to do that? Yeah, because Holly Race was pointing know. at it. I mean, obviously he's thinking that the fucking the legs are gonna fucking hurt somebody, but Foley's left that yeah. there for a reason. And, and you, you know, you, Holly Race is having doing that, and I mean, it kind of does sell like fucking hell. Vader, seriously. Big stinger splash to <laughs> exactly. the table. table. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's the point in kicking out? You may as well just take yeah, the fucking rest. Shit. And this match is bollocks so far, guys. It is brutal, but it's bollocks. <laughs> it's bollocks. There's been nothing. That's not even a proper table. It's a fucking decorating table. Yeah. <laughs> this is shit. Oh, now Nick Patrick's there again setting it up. For this is else. like an episode of Changing Rooms that's just gone off the fucking boil. <laughs> to be fair, actually, if Lawrence Llewellyn <laughs> Bowen did grow a moustache, he'd look like I know Nick were, Patrick. Immediately he I knew where you were going. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> it's the bow tie. It's the bow tie. It just makes you think of it, doesn't it? Oh, oh my yeah. god. Fucking hell, if an antique teapot fucking falls off a shelf here, I'm fucking done. Have you, have you, ever, have you ever heard about that? Yeah, an episode, I don't think of, I have, episode no. of Changing Rooms where uh, uh, one of the families, they had a lot of antique teapots and they built like these yeah. wooden shelves for them and all that. Um, just like, you know, just freestanding shelves, like modular shelves and all that. They put them yeah, on that. Yeah. And they were going in, viewing around the house, and they weren't really pleased with the decorating to begin with. And they go, they go in, they go into the room to view the fucking the shelves, shelves and all that. And the shelves just fucking collapse. All oh. these antique uh, teapots just go crashing to the ground. F- Shit. It's fucking hilarious. It's. I would not have been like to be what what were her name Chloe fucking. Oh, I can't remember the name of the presenter, but yeah, she. Oh, it it could have ruined her career. That the yeah, Scottish one. Scottish, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know which one you're on about. Yeah. Someone's got a taser. I just heard a taser. This isn't Scott all nineteen no. ninety nine yet. Fucking various gas to fuck here as well. He's struggling. Yeah. Why is this so well revered? It's brutal, but there's nothing much more to it than that. He always claps his hands before he does it as well. See if he does it this time, actually. He did? No, he did it mid-air. Yeah, but he fucked that up. Did he? Oh, my God. He's got 30 seconds. Right, okay. The rest period. Yeah. But then you've then you've got to be able to you've got to be able to yeah. answer the ten count. 
So what's the point in a 30 second I, to be rest period? You, I think Vader fucking needs it. <laughs> yeah, Vader needs it, even though he's the one that gave the moon salt. <laughs> Oh, so it's the 10 count after the 30. Those rights and lefts, they, they look great yeah. if you've got longer. You, so you yeah. can swing it about. And it also conceals a lot of the missed punches as well. Fucking yeah. Holy Race is carrying that bloody chair like it's a, I don't know, like it's a, a comfort blanket. He's just had it with him all the fucking time. I, I will say one thing. The rusty chair does add to the effect of the match. That was fucking sick. Oh, God. Vader didn't fucking mess about with that, did he? He went all the way back. He came right this, off his feet. I actually recall Mick Foley actually talking about that. Yeah, it must be from this match as well. He said it, it was really fucking painful. Oh! <laughs> oh, man. That was a sickening chair shot. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, Mick. I know, I know, chair down. <laughs> just the, the subtitle chair down just came up and I just took it out of context. It's just like, chair down, <laughs> chair down. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, I, I know it's hindsight. We know a lot more about these chair shots, so it does add to the effects a lot more. You know, back back then, it was just yeah. like, ow, oh, that's a fuck. That, that's sick. That that must have hurt. Now, this way, where we are at now, knowing a lot more, it's just like, especially when it pertains to Mick Foley, you just don't want to see that. Look, Vader's going off on the fucking... It, EMTs and that. <laughs> the fucking... The fucking uh, EMT bag, he's just fucks it off. No medical assistance. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, another 30, 30 second rest period. Yep. It's a rest for all our fans. So... He keeps calling him Kopetsky. No idea. But we all know it's fucking Nick yeah. Patrick. Either that's... Either that's the subtitle fuck up, or... Uh, Ventura is just giving him a, a a weird nickname. Yeah, it could be some sort of fucking baseball yeah. player that we don't know about or something. This is an anagram. Yeah, he's got a taser. You can actually see the fucking... Jesus Christ! Right at the back <laughs> of his fucking leg. <laughs> that cat... The... Oh! So the seventh stupid finisher of the... Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Right. 
why is this why is that so well reviewed uh, I'm questioning I, that I, myself I, to be honest brutality yeah there were moments of brutality there were but apart from that you've got two quite heavy set guys one very heavy set guy you know just gassed and stumbling around yeah I, I gotta say you know I didn't live up to the hype no, now, no we, I agree. we've just seen Cactus Jack give the DDT to Holy Race on on the ramp and Holy Race just rolled off and walked so <laughs> yeah no sold Sir Jess <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, not not the worst pay-per-view no. I've ever seen in my life, but the finishes are fucking yeah. atrocious, man. Every single finish of that was, almost every single finish was terrible. You could only really just say, well, because it's a bit gimmicky, they've given them kind of gimmicky finishes, but they, that, I don't know. There's gimmicky finishes and then there's just fucking... Doing gimmicky finishes to spite yourselves. You see, Virgil Runel's got a, a mention there as the uh, executive uh, producer. Credits. I think it were. Now, now you look at this. If you actually just see these credits now, what you're thinking? You're not thinking it's the end of a WCW show. You're thinking it's something like um, no. a finish of a one in the dark or some shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, especially yeah, with that backdrop there. It's the backdrop, we should say. It's the backdrop with the house and the gates and there's pyro smoke and lightning and, yeah, it's it's just weird. I, I know this is a staple of WCW where they actually have credits to make it feel like it's like a, like a program or a film or like that. But for me, and maybe it's because I'm used to not seeing it, it kind of takes something away. Yeah, it kind of does, yeah. I don't know, executive producer, Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Yeah, he does take away from me. Sorry, yeah. I was trying to do the Vince McMahon thing and it hurt my throat. And that's it for another episode of the Nitrogen Podcast. Thank you very much to all you guys for listening in and for sticking with us through this not, not bad event some really bad finishes which has given us plenty to talk about but of course we've just shot the shit as well as we normally do with these watch alongs uh, as always you can find us on the usual social media channels which is at nitrogencast everywhere if you'd like direct links it's on linktree which is l-i-n-k-t-r dot double e and that'll take you to all the podcast links it'll also take you to all the social media channels and you can also donate to an anti-racism campaign uh, which Linktree are currently running. You don't have to, that's completely optional, but we do support it. And we'll be back for another episode of the Nitrogen Podcast. Keep your eyes peeled, subscribe, like us if you can, leave us a review, which would be really nice, and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Nitrogen Podcast. Ooh, yeah.